Hey guys, Triplet, every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Seven Central on Travis Hill. Check it out. Edmonton, Seven as always. Is the bird cast? Start recording. I should listen to headsets and see what we're Yeah, I got a zoom. I got a board. It's all fucking pissed. Look, this is it, and it's all set up all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's here. So, like, like the other day, uh, I had, I had. Let's see. Yeah. All right, we're rolling. We're rolling. We're good. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, the other day I had like, uh, I had uh, Joey Diaz. You know Joey Diaz is. Uh, yeah, the name's familiar. Yeah, he's a he's a comic. He's, a comic. he's yeah, yeah, friends with uh, best friends with Rogan. Yeah, I had Joey Diaz come over. Adam Richmond from Man vs. Food. Right. I had uh, just throw that in there. Whatever. I had uh, Tom Segura, my buddy John. You remember John Moore? He wrote. He worked on the X Show. He was a yeah, producer. Yeah, yeah. He's since gone on to produce. Speaking of which, fucking yeah. Cronin. Oh my God, Cronin! Oh, you, I ran you into keep him. in touch with him. Uh, you know what? I, just peripherally, you know, yeah. we're friends on Facebook, which means we rarely speak. Wait, does he but, <laughs> is he single? Um, no, he got married again. To who? Anyone he got married. Know? Uh, you know what? Not the girl he was dating at the X show, which was she was smoking hot. She was like, uh, Lexi. Curvy. I ran into her at the Tempe <sighs> Improv. She had had twins, and she still looked fucking amazing. You're Lexi, talking about her breasts, right? Lexi Alexander, was that her name? Yeah, something like that. She's like, gorgeous. And red hair, and I'm not attracted to red and, hair. And the weird thing is, Lexi Alexander, her name was sort of pre-made to be a porn star. Yeah. She sounds that's like her, a porn star. that's her Lexi, real name, yeah. But, but her real name sounds like a porn name, Lexi Alexander. God, she was so hot. Oh, I remember man. that was uh, – that we was – so I guess I should do a tad bit of backstory for anyone who's like, right, right. wait, I know Chris Gore, but how the fuck do you know him? <laughs> right, right. So you were on the first TV show I had ever gotten booked on. Th- that's right. In fact, I was on the ex- – actually, was the first TV Gory, show. Gory I Details. Had. Gory Details was my segment, and I reviewed movies once a week. And it was the first – TV thing I ever did. I had no aspirations to be on really? TV. None at all. I, I I was doing like my magazine, Film Threat, which yeah. turned into a website, and someone had read some of my web reviews and said, you're funny, come in. And I was writing a book at the time and taking care of my kids. I was a stay-at-home you, dad taking care of my kids. And you were the first grown-up I met because like I came out, oh, really? I think I was 27, <laughs> I think I was 27, and like Gary Valentine was like 40 something and right. but he was like he still party balls he was like let's fucking go to vegas right. and you had your hair started turning gray right and you know, you, i started going silver when i was like 19 yeah and you yeah. had children i remember someone saying yeah. you had kids and i went i remember thinking distinctly why would he do that yeah i know why would i do that but like you had kids. i don't know how old were you when we were doing, when you were doing the x-show i was like uh, i was like uh 25 when i had kids i was doing the x show it was like maybe i don't know when was that like Not, it was early, it was in my early 30s Early thirties. Early thirties. Yeah, yeah. So that makes yeah. sense now. Now yeah, that I'm yeah. an adult, I fucking yeah, look yeah. Back. But but like, so I remember like, thinking like, you probably have a house. You probably have like a dog. I actually did have. Well, I was saving for a house at the time. Yeah, I kind of was responsible at a way young age, and as I've gotten older, become less and less responsible. So, I've gotten more responsible actually. Actually, I just had a really in- interesting. No, it's amazing. Your your place is amazing. I mean, I'm sure you've tweeted pictures of it. No, stuff. I've never tweeted a. I've never tweeted a picture. You have to tweet pictures of. This. I was gonna. I was gonna vine a shot of the man cave, but then a part of me is like, part of me is like, vine I'm, the man cave, vine I'm, it. <laughs> I'm obsessed with vine right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, a part of me is also like I'm very sensitive because I, I have a, I have a something that like I'm sure everyone has, but I, I have part of a keeping up with the Joneses mentality with comics with straight up stand ups, right, right, but like right. who's doing what dates, how did he get into theaters? Like I don't do it as much now, but I definitely did it. I did it before. I did it a lot before. I would be like look at people's calendars and be like, how the fuck? I remember looking at Daniel Tosh's calendar in like in like 2004 and being like. 
And seeing him, and my first words out of my mouth is, you're working all the fucking time. And he was like, have you looked at my calendar? And I was like, oh, busted. I guess I have. <laughs> so, like, I don't want to put – I don't want to put – I would hate to put this out there and everyone be like, oh, what, are you wealthy? I'm not. I just got given this man cave. But but still, I don't – you know, like, it, you can't put that into a vine. Well, you get like – like, I get lucky. It's sort of like I, I'm lucky with, like, the stuff like – The like, fucking dude in the world. I, I feel really lucky from the standpoint – I get a lot of stuff comp to me that, like, I already like, like DVDs. You know, I get a lot of DVDs for free. So That's, it's like, and you I get can't access, complain. You probably get access to anything. I get access to stuff. I get the stuff that I want, but it's like – but, like – you got the man cave. I mean, like this is. I, I'm admiring it, going like, how could I build that? Because I do I, trick stuff out, and I do. I'm very handy, like having really? a home. Yeah, like I will just build really cool stuff. I'm living really? in like a live work loft space downtown. That if you saw it, it's pretty badass. It's like it's like a man cave times three. Shut it's up. like a full on space. Wait, I, I live alone there. I live alone. Are you so. divorced? Yeah, divorced. Yeah, I got divorced like in 2005, and it was amicable. It was fine. What's so funny is. My life at that time was like, if I pitched it to you as a sitcom, you'd go, that would never happen in real life. No one would ever do that. So I had a house that was a house in the front and kind of like you've got, it's like got a guest house in the back. Yeah. So when we got divorced, we couldn't afford to live separately in order for her to keep the home and keep the kids intact. So I lived in the back house. So. Do, 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 do. It's a sitcom where they get divorced. <laughs> he lives in the back house. Do, do. Like Ooh. what? I've got. I heard. I had a friend. It who made has, dating difficult. I'll who has that. one of those stories of the best sitcom? You'll never believe it. Uh, real estate. Mo, mo, real estate. Uh, one of my buddies, real estate guy in Florida, um, making millions, leaves his chick, you know, and then all of a sudden the market crashes, and his he's obviously he's paying you know for that house, and he doesn't he's bankrupt and he has to move back in with his family that is i tell you what that story over and over again is so i've seen it it's become and they so got common. back together oh that's weird but it's like so many couples like getting divorced and then they actually still live in the same place and then date it's weird yeah. like so but me i was lucky i had a long distance girlfriend so i was just gone on dad was gone on weekends but it yeah. all it was all amicable it's fine you know yeah. i've got a girlfriend now and I'm, how old are your kids I now? Get, uh but they're like 18 and 20 what yeah, I know. I, I I say the same thing to myself when I say Shut that out loud. The fuck up. I know. My daughter recently she says to me, she goes, "Dad, you know, you know, I could rent porn," and I'm like, "Oh fuck!" Oh you're my got, like, you're my the... daughter can rent porn. So that can my is son. So surreal. I have a six and an eight year old. Oh, they grow up whether you want to them to or not. They just they continue to get older. I'm trying to get my kids to stop. Did you, did you ever have the period of time where your kids would write you like letters, like like make a heart and then write "Daddy" and then go give it to you as a present? "Daddy, I made this for you," like on a Thursday. Yes. And you're like, yes. great, great. But I'm a little obsessive compulsive, so I have a hard time throwing those away. So did you save them all? So I have a fucking st- – I'm I, literally trying to clean up. I got, I got – I just got a box and yeah. it's like all the things they gave me, the, the Father's Day cards, yes. the, 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 all the little oh things they made. Well, I'm, you know what? It's one box. I'm, I'm keeping it. I'm keeping yeah, it. Yeah, I'm like you guys – look at Priscilla staring. I want to come in. Um, the Yeah, I'm, I'm, I need to have a conversation with them. Like, you know, listen, guys, I'm, I'm a little obsessive compulsive, so and don't write me a letter unless you're really – like it's an emotional thing. Oh, wait, you're okay. OCD too. A little bit, yeah. I'm a, I'm very OCD. I, I've gotten I get if if mine mostly is uh, I can't let thoughts go. Like I'll just run through a thought over and over and over and over again, especially if it's like a bad thought. But I, and I'm and it'll manifest itself in times of stress, like hardcore. Right. But I but for the most part, I'm super like you wouldn't even no one would even know. My wife knows and she can see it when it's happening. But yeah, like oh man, well just like it's like my OCD manifests itself in like. Everything's alphabetized. Oh no 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 no! no. I'm a mess. Like, if something's like, oh well, just let me just uh, turn that coaster so that it's actually 
parallel to the no, like um, that's how bad I am. Like I'm awful that way. And I don't bother anyone else. Like I don't want to burden anyone else with yeah. my OCD. It's just that we could be sitting there and the Super Bowl's on and I'm just like adjusting the snack tray so that it's in the exact yeah, yeah that, that's I'm not that guy. I, I, I I'm I'm bad. But it's but I feel like it's like but it's for good, not evil. Look yeah. how my stuff's organized. I feel like they tried to put me on meds because because uh, it was also like it really definitely for a long period of time manifested itself whenever I had to fly. I had rituals. Oh, really? I had sincere rituals that I had to do and I still do to this day. Oh, like what? Like what? Like when I walk on the plane I have to find a a block of like right when I walk through the door on the door right to the right right there you'll see drill bits like drill like oh, like really? rivets and I've got to find a symmetrical block of five or six oh, oh, like no. to make like a star and then I do a little cross on the inside and you'll see me I mean every every flight attendant's called me on it like it's made a steal you're gonna be fine like I'm testing it out I'm like no I'm fucking crazy then I have to say like wow yeah and I, I, I definitely have I'm to not drink. that bad that's, I, that's, on flights I've just like for me it just give me an aisle seat I, just, I, I have not gotten on flights because oh. I couldn't get an aisle seat forget it I can't fly without an aisle I get I, I, it's manifested itself bad on planes and like wow yeah but and like I definitely have I wear the exact same clothes every time I fly like I have to wear jeans boots uh the, I just What's I just wrong? retired. Well, that's fine. You I got just your retired, outfits. but I have a hoodie that I always wear. A lucky hoodie. The and, lucky hoodie. Yeah. Take it. And so and so and I'm also like, if the second a bracelet goes on, it can't come off until nature takes it off. So the, it's oh. the worst when my daughters are like, "Daddy, I got you a bracelet." And I'm like, "Motherfucker!" <laughs> now I got to wear this bracelet for like. <laughs> I've worn bracelets for like up to like a year. And then like, and do you just kind of rub it to, I, to try to break it? No, just a little, you I, just, it has to be naturally. It's got to be natural, and and oh, yeah. So this, these are both uh, gifts from my daughters. Oh man, but uh, they're, they're gorgeous. Yeah, they're, great. It's, they're both luckily the same color. So cute. So yeah, but I, it's not. Matches your outfit. <laughs> I love this shirt, by the way. It's this an is awesome like shirt. shirt. The giant bear. It's like a picture of a bear. It's it. In, I got it in a river, and it, yeah, you got it. Keep talking. Instagram that. I'm just making sure we're recording. That's my biggest fear on these podcasts. What, what that it's not recording? Yeah. Uh, you know, me too. It's like, is it all working? I'm still paranoid with like, with, you know, my show. Like, everything's got to be just like functioning so wait, just right. So wait, I want to, okay, I'm really bad at That's okay. assembling well, this, this some sort of This makes you a good like, interviewer. This yeah. makes you a good interviewer, not knowing stuff. So we worked together on the X show. By the way, I ran into Jillian Barbary at like a Red Bull event. Yes. Um, she not only did not remember me. <laughs> Oh my god! I have a similar story. She didn't remember the X show. She, I can't fucking believe. I, I yeah, X show was her thing. She came in once a week, every Fridays. Came in hot as shit. She was about to blow up. Jillian Barbie, for those of you who may not remember now, was uh, the big news anchor or morning anchor host on like the fun morning show in LA. She was the Fox weather girl on Fox Sports on Sundays, and she was like on Skating with the Stars. She was a big. I mean, she was. She was the biggest – she was our tent pole on that show because right, then we right. got canceled and they gave her her own show. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, but no, but she was on – and I ran into her at Comic-Con in San Diego, and she was just amongst a whole group of people. I mean, I was hanging out with, like, people in the industry. I looked right at her. I mean, like, as close as you are to me, and we're like, yeah. sitting on a couch next to each other. I'm, I'm looking at her, and I'm like, hey, she looked past me to the girlfriend that was – 
behind me and wouldn't acknowledge me. So not only did yeah. she not recognize me, she was cunty towards me. And it was she weird. Was, she's, I, it I was, think she's a mess. I, I do think she's a total mess. I mean, I, I hate to say that because she was – I don't – not that she knows who the fuck I am anymore. But, like, yeah, exactly. she was really sweet to me when we did that show. And she was – I remember I, I, I got in trouble a couple times. And she always How'd came you get in, in trouble? Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, I, I got in trouble a couple times too, but it's mostly with the censor people. Oh, no. get Yeah, yeah. Ours – well, ours was, like – the fans hated me and Gary. What? Like one but time you we- were coming in to save the show because you remember yeah. there was a cast that was put together initially and there was a, a guy that like I just feel like the audience wasn't responding to. And you came in and you were a legitimate comedian. Yeah. And, you know, and, the, and, the I, was, guy and I was, was raw. De- like I was like bringing the funny. And, and it was like – but I think we were we were destined to fail because it was a daily live show that yeah. was and competing against the man show the man show was once was a week once a week way more scripted they had field bits that were that were just really well produced and i remember running into those guys adam carolla and jimmy kimmel like on yeah. there and i couldn't say a word i i would be like hey hey like I love your show because if you mentioned it that you love the man sucked. show, it sucked dick. Because when cause, you worked on the X show, yeah. it was like you can. What do you mean the X show's so much better? Like you know, working it around the producers. It sucked dick because you because since then, especially like I did stand up on Kimmel uh-huh. and like. I, like I, I bet he doesn't I, even remember the X show. No, he does. He does. Oh, because we were on the I, same I, stage. Do you remember Hollywood I, Center Studios? We would I'm, like. Walk I can't. Through. I can't say that he does, and he didn't mention it to me. But I've heard an interview he did with Marin where he says he holds grudges. He remembers that shit. He remembers everything. And but he didn't hold a grudge with me. He let me do stand up on his show. And I had I had heard through the grapevine that Adam Crow. I mean, they, obviously FX stole that show. They pitched it to FX. FX passed. They pitched it to Comedy Central. They bought it, and FX was like. Or no, no, Comedy Central outbid FX, and oh, FX okay. was like, "We want this show. Let's we'll just make our it. own." And so, and so, and it was their. And first we're not project. guilty of that. We're just the guys yeah. that are the but, performers. But I liked their show, hired. and they hated me. And I was like, "What well, sucks? I want to. I would like them to like me. I think I'd like them." Like, but you couldn't say anything, so I was like, "Ah, fuck it." No, that was the worst thing. Is like, I'm a fan of the Man Show, watching it, going like, "God, I wish our show was more like that." Yeah, like, me more, too. The whole more time, scripted bits. And, and I would listen to Carol on Love Line. And I, he's a fucking genius. Yeah, no. And I was hilarious. like, man, Adam Carolla is the quickest wit I've ever seen. Kimmel starts his, his show. His book is brilliant. You ever read that book? No. Uh, In 50 Years We'll All Be Chicks? No. Brilliant book. I you would love it. Read it. I, you, I have you know, Don't read it. Don't read it. Get the audio book. That's what I do. Really? I always get the I get the audio books of everything. Like I because because it's cool because Corolla reads it. And here's what's funny is is he went to high school couldn't read. He's a guy that can't read. You got to hear his is personal he story. Is amazing. It's, it's not so much dyslexic as just he was a guy that like he I mean he played football in high school but just like skated through with getting horrible grades. Really? I don't think he ever got his high school diploma. Like it was supposed to be mailed to him. And he didn't pick it up or something. <laughs> like he didn't get his high school diploma. So when he's reading his book, it's like. So he's skimming it off the top of his head. It's 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 awesome. Like I love when because I've been reading a lot of these comedian biographies. And by reading, yeah. I mean I buy them and listen to them. Yeah. So it's like Tina Fey reads hers. David Cross reads his. Pat Oswalt. Like it's Pat Oswalt's. Pat Oswalt's. I read and I was impressed at what a at almost. Uh, he's a wordsmith. Yeah. That, he's a wordsmith. What a writer. He what a brilliant a writer he would have been in the 30s. Like, right, right, right. Like, you know, like if comedy had not gotten in his way and, and, and <laughs> right, the only yeah. venue for that voice had been literature, like, you know, living in Italy and or, you know, wherever, he – man, he's a fucking amazing writer. Yeah, no, like, he's, he's a brilliant voice almost out of another era observing our current culture, yeah. which I love. So, like, I love his rants and essays. Who else too. have you read? I read Dimitri's. Uh, Tina Fey was, was good. Um, there was uh, – I don't know – 
I, I read about a lot of other books too. When I say read, I mean listen. And it's usually yeah. like who reads the book and then who – I mean I hope Audible is a sponsor of your show because this would be a great uh, place for you. I don't have any sponsors. You should get a sponsor. Uh, get a sponsor. You probably don't – probably don't need it. Probably I don't, don't need no, it I just – you know, I don't – I never I, – I, for me, I – I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say why I did. I have a meeting with uh, some people about sponsorship next week. Right. So maybe I'll. I don't know. I. I just. I have this. Uh, Does concept. it involve a barbecue grill or something? No, is no, it something no. Good. I was looking at it like this is the way I. This is my envisionment, and I've already started the ball rolling. Right. I was like, you know what? Why not just me find a product that I want that I enjoy? Yeah. Much like Joe Rogan. Get does, one for free. And then talk about it. No, no, and buy the company. Oh wow! And then just sell the product and own it, and if and it, and it be part That's of smart. So yeah, so I'm I'm trying. I'm in the midst of purchasing a vodka company. Oh my god, it's amazing <laughs> to do machine vodka. See, I don't know if you've ever heard about my story when I got involved with the Russian mafia. And we I think I heard train. that. Like I heard your Marin appearance. Yeah. And like, oh my god, there's just stuff like yeah. about you that. Like, and so is and so and so I was like, you know, it's a, it's a good fit, and I like vodka, and I'm a big drinker, and the fans of this podcast are big drinkers. I go on the road, Robert Hartman. Well, you are the machine. Yeah, I am the machine. So we'll make machine vodka, and so it's it's machine extremely vodka. Like, I, is I, this the first plug? Is this the inaugural plug? Th- technically, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've talked about. I talked about it on Rogan's, and Rogan was like, I will sponsor it every show, and I'll just fill wow. up his podcast with vodka. So if he ever wants Whoa. a drink, I'll drop. Off, I, like I, I just I buy into the dream. I want the I want to have sponsor my podcast is also we this is pod crash. This is why not? This is what happened is we had Sammy Hagar on the X show mm-hmm. and he had Cabo Wabo and he did the Cabo Wabo bikini girl contest right and he walked into all our rooms and he gave us a personalized bottle of vodka signed uh, or not vodka uh, tequila Cabo mm-hmm. Wabo and he very blatantly was like I want contestant three to win. Because me, Gary, and Craig were the uh, uh, were the j- guests, the right, judges, right. and I was like, okay. And then, and he was like, that's it. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, well, you know, not everyone's as easy as you are. You and Gary seem pretty easy. The other guy's not having it. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> Craig does. That's not Craig, but that's me. And then I go, hey man, why did you start a tequila company? And he goes, I go, you making a lot of money or something to that effect? And I remember Sammy Hagar saying this. He was like, no. You know what though? Every time you pull out this bottle of vodka, you're going to go, hey, Sammy Hagar got this from – or this bottle of tequila. Sammy Hagar got this for me, and my name's going to be mentioned. It's great branding. And I was like, <laughs> fuck yeah. Oh, I'm wow. going to sell vodka. I'm going to give it away to people. Like I'll go to people's podcasts, and I'll just give them a bottle of vodka. Yeah, and go, every time. And every time they go, is this Burt's vodka? Yeah. That's another plug. I'm like, fuck it. I, and yeah, I, and I love vodka. vodka. Who doesn't love free alcohol? It's yes, like your be- it's the favorite kind. Take of it on stage. I'll send it to my buddies. Like go, when they go to the road, I'll se- always have the oh bartender send up a shot of Burt's of uh, the machine t- vodka. Oh so God. so yeah. I'm so I'm in the. It's very difficult though to purchase. Oh really? It's extremely difficult. Wow. I have my agent. Well, I hope the deal goes through because this yeah. would be bad with this big plug and then. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's going to go through. It just is in like, just it just depends. I may not make any money. <laughs> I thought I'd make millions, and it's right. like no, 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 no. But I mean, you know, you get involved in things business-wise to like, you know, this is a good, this is a good thing. To, this promotes, yeah. this creates other opportunities. It's like, look, if I break even, you know what? At least I fucking at my funeral, they've got the machine vodka around my ca- casket, and everyone gets fucking hammered. You know, it's a great story. It's just another layer of like, cra- you know, anyway. So, um, so, 
So yeah, Jillian Barbary. Yeah, Jillian Barbary didn't remember. Oh, yeah, this is great. This is great. Yeah. This is a total ADD conversation. Yeah, which is which is the, my favorite kind. We will get back to these threads that we mentioned earlier. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, didn't recognize me. Didn't say, and it was just it was rude. Like if anyone was at a bar or, or a social event, I mean, it was a private party, and just went to you in front of you like this. Yeah. Wouldn't you avert your eyes to look at that person? She purposely didn't look at me. It was the God. creepiest thing. It was like. Oh my God! Oh, f you! Yeah. I was I was at a Red Bull event. I was doing the Flutog for Red Bull, mm-hmm. and I was like competing in it. And she was co-hosting it with my buddy Dan Levy. I don't want to say that's accurate, but Dan Levy and her were the two mm-hmm. guests, ho- judges or hosts for Red Bull. So I go up to her. I see her. I'm with the, the Red all the Red Bull executives, and I go, Oh my God, it's Jillian Barbie. And they're like, Do you know Jillian? I go, Yeah, we worked on a show together for like two years. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Oh my God! So I go up and I go, Jillian, very sweet. She's like, Hey. I went, hey, and gave her a hug, and she goes, hey, do I know you? And oh I went, my God. I went, yeah. And, but then I'm like, I'm like, okay, I get it. She's been working consistently for 10 years. Well, the thing is, is yeah, I, yeah, I will forget, like, some people just, like, you know, like, yeah. like I oh, always you know. forget people. Yeah. So I go, I go, yeah, I go, Bert Kreischer, we, I was on the X show with you, and she goes, awesome. Were you like, what? <laughs> and then, and then she says, and then she says to me, what, what was, and what was the X show? And I went, on FX, and she goes, Okay. All right. Oh yeah. And then uh, and then so then she taps out and I look at the execs and they're like and the execs are like yeah well it's you know they're they're like this has been typical of behavior of her this is who she is this is Jillian she's kind of flighty or whatever and I go yeah so then we we separate we wrap and then she's sitting there and you can see she's googling she's on her phone googling doing you I'm sure she is I'm sure she is you the thing is this I feel like when someone either doesn't recognize me or they think I'm someone else like I'll get someone go like yeah oh. Chris Chris uh, G4 uh, Chris Hardwick and I'm like yeah, yeah, yeah I'm Chris not. Hardwick yeah and then and then I act like a, the biggest dick because yeah. I want to make sure they remember that Chris Hardwick is a prick <laughs> I want them to know Chris <laughs> but they they recognize me from G4 but they get the wrong Chris Right, and then I'm just like complete opportunity to fuck with someone. She, I mean, you could have fucked with it. You could have said like, "Look, we were engaged." She then don't you remember blowing me at, at Hollywood? She was sitting at a table, phone out. You clearly she had googled the googled X, show X show or what, and she was like, oh, "I guess that she was on it." Yeah, and then she waved me over, and I went over. Her shoes are off. She's sitting with her feet up on another chair. She was like. Yeah, the X show. Were you like a producer on it? I said no, Jillian. I go. I was the. And right now, I'm uncomfortable, and I'm like, no. You're was, like the main host. I was. There was. There were four. There hosts. were four, but and you were goes, the dominant. She, says, like- she goes. Mark DiCarlo was one. I was like, yeah, he was. And then he got fired, and he got replaced by uh, Daphne Brogdon, and then John Weber left, and she's like, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and the, you totally tell she didn't remember, and I was like, and but more importantly, I was like, I was like, I was like, man. If I co like, I, there's no way I would forget you. Like, right, right, right. right. And, and I only saw you yeah. once a week. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, there's the thing is, like, yeah, I was there once a week. Like, I remembered everybody from. The, I remember the, the. I remember. Uh, I remember the main producers I worked. I got with. an email from John Weber, who's like doing professional wrestling, and I was like, oh, I know, oh wow, I, yeah, it's just so good to hear from him. Yeah. But like, I definitely remember people I hosted shows with. Yeah, John. Yeah, J- James Rowley. But the she's producer, done, Mark Cronin. I ran into one of the producers produced something I did for scripts recently. I'm doing. I'm doing actually something with Gary Arback. Actually, I'm doing a really? show with him. Yeah, I almost it's, did a show with Gary. It's um, it's a show called Pursuit of Truth. It's it's a show. That 
it's, it's basically like Shark Tank, but for documentary filmmakers. So I'm like a host on, on the show. I'm, I think I'm actually the host. That's fucking awesome. We start shooting it tomorrow. Gary, I think well, I by the time I, him. by the time I got there, Gary had kind of tapped out emotionally. Oh, really? yeah. yeah. Well, he, he was more interested in doing like uh, indie films. Yeah. He and, he and Peter Billingsley. Yeah. You know, um, and they're, I mean, the thing is they sort of dabbled in like doing indie films and then they also do TV. But I think TV to me, I love working in TV. I, it's I love like, it. it's more steady work. You know, movies, you're like, you do it, you're out, it's done. You don't know where, whatever's going to happen to it. You know, I've made yeah. indie films and I, I, TV, you know. you know, it's so funny when I first got my first deal, I remember asking this dude, David Tochterman, I was like, I was like, Hey man, I go, why don't you do movies? And he was like, I don't, I don't know. He was like, I just, it's where I found my home and I, it's a lot easier. It's a lot more quicker. And I said, yeah. And, Cause I just assumed I'd be, I wanted to get in movies. Right. And then I did a sit a sitcom and I loved that immediate reaction. And I was right, like, right. I was like, oh, this is fucking perfect. And then I did, I did the X show also. And I was like, oh, this is great. This is day and date. I got a home. I got a job. I got a family. I got a, like an office. I got a green room. This is, I loved it. And then now I can't imagine what small amount of whatever film work I've done independent or, you know, shorts. I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy the 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 not getting the immediate applause or laughter. Right. Like, and the immediate reaction, that's what's great about TV. This is why I think actually TV writers and producers um, are, are migrate to movies so well and they're so good is because they get that constant – you know, feedback from the audience. Like yeah. you need feedback. Like as a performer, you need feedback like air. It's, it's, it's how you live. It's how you go. Oh, that joke works yeah. or this story works. Or I know that this, this kills. And you get that immediately in the form of like, you know, people posting online or Twitter or yeah. whatever it is you get. Like, that's what to me doing live TV is the best. Cause it's like, you do it. It's done. It's yeah. over. Like not even live to tape, like live, like with, with G4, I was doing that for eight years. Like you come in, you're gone. You know, you know the show's over at five because we're done broadcasting live at five. So wait, so okay, so you go from the X show and then where do you go right I after did a that? whole bunch of other I did like uh, Festival Pass. It was sort of like Wild Honor Film Festival for stars. I did the show called Ultimate Film Fanatic with the same producers, Cronin and, and I think James I saw Rowley, I definitely saw on IFC and then I did you know, I did like a whole I, I did see Ultimate did, Film Fanatic. Yeah, and then I did yeah. a bunch of pilots like for E and whatnot. And then I got like I'd want to give up TV because I'm like Fuck TV. Wait, can you swear on your podcast? Of course, yeah. You can say, okay. Yeah. I said, fuck TV. Like, I didn't like this whole thing of like, oh, we want to make you kind of, we'll make you hip, we'll make you yeah. this, we want to have do your hair like this. I'm like, no. I said, I, I reject, I said, I want to be myself on TV. But I didn't know who that was because I wasn't yeah. a performer. I was a guy that was a writer That's who, like you said, you should be on TV. And I'm like, I don't want to be on TV. So then when I started doing G4, it's like I came in and I demanded. I said, I get to wear whatever I want. Like if I have a T-shirt, I'm, I get to wear whatever T-shirt I want. Yeah. And I was smart. I actually wore T-shirts that I sold through my company, Film Threat. Oh, ah, like your so vodka thing, see? Smart. Yeah. I got to get you a machine shirt. Oh, I got, oh I'll wear it. Dude. I'll wear it. I'll yeah, wear it that's, on. That's so funny. That, that's so smart. That's yeah, so yeah. So, smart. so then I wore like I even got a, a fight with uh, the lawyers there because I wore shirts that said "I heart your vagina." It was like "I heart <laughs> your vagina," and I wore it on Valentine's Day. And I thought "vagina," a word that Oprah says pretty much every other day. Yeah. I can't say "vagina," which is a medical term that your doctor uses. Yeah. I can't have that on a shirt, so they let me wear it, which was great. Huh. Uh, but then it's like I get to wear whatever I want, say whatever I want within reason. Like yeah. my opinion is yeah. mine. I, I obviously I can't say yeah. swear words, but I did find out I could mispronounce swear words. So I could say like, oh my god, that oh, 
Jillian Barbary, what a shafid. Such a shafid. Poor poor Jillian Barbary, by the way. (laughs) Going to get inundated with the emails from this. (laughs) But but out of she's got a million followers on Twitter. She'll be like, like, "Ah." she doesn't care. She'll be like, sadly, I don't remember those guys. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. I think that that's a chick thing. I think that's a chick thing. It's it's also a hot chick thing. It is a hot chick thing. It's like it absolves you of any responsibility. Yeah. It's a hot chick thing. She's been inundated with dudes hitting on her entire life. So anytime a guy has. Yeah. So it's like, I I get it. I, I don't, I don't, I don't. Hey Jillian, I don't. I just no, I don't wish hate she had, I'm I just wish she had remembered it. me. Yeah. yeah, I'm indifferent as well. I'm indifferent, sort of like whatever. So, but but G4 was my first experience where I could actually be myself on TV, which is why I started developing my comedy. It's like, look, I don't want to do a movie review because even like like movie critics to me are just stuffy, stuff shirt kind of people. Yeah, like I like to tell you like why I like something, but then in a funny way that you'll remember it. Yeah, and if I, if there's an opportunity for me to you know go more towards comedy than actually information, I kind of go more towards comedy. So then for years doing uh, G- Attack of the Show at G4, people were like. How come you're not doing stand up? Are, are you a comedian? They would ask me yeah. first, like, are you a comedian? And it's just like, uh, I don't know. I get, I, I, and I was like the class clown. And all through, like, even when I look at my print magazine stuff, it's all like when I was doing Film Threat magazine, it's all humor based. And I'm like, why don't I just do it? So it was Jonah Ray, actually, like three years ago. Jonah Ray, I heard, by the way, on, I love him, by on, the way. A, on Maren's podcast. And he's I'd, great. I'd never been more fascinated by a dude. He was great. Well, I listened to him a lot on the Nerdist, so I knew a lot of. I like never that. listened. I listened to the Nerdist once. It was that was Zach, and yeah. I and I loved it. I loved it, but then it just it just was like uh, like I just I never I never clicked, and I didn't know Jonah. But then I listened to Jonah, and I was like, but then I did the. Of course, I sent like a uh, tweet out with his name in it uh-huh. mentioned, and he didn't reply, and then I was like, fuck him, he's dead to me. <laughs> not <laughs> yeah. not really, but like, but yeah. you do you do get like you do you do feel like if you put a, someone's name in a tweet and it and they don't you think respond, they'll notice it. yeah, you I think they'll know. notice it, but I don't. But I mean, I don't with comedians anyone. and Twitter is that they don't follow each other. And I feel it's a fear of... Because I will test jokes out on Twitter, like, oh, I wonder if this joke works. And then if I get a good reaction on Twitter, like it gets retweeted or favorited like yeah. a couple hundred times, it's like, oh, that's I'm on to something. That could be a bit live. But Jonah... Uh, and so, But I feel like comedians don't... Like, if you look at almost every comedian, they've got like 10,000 followers, and they follow 200 people, but none of them are fellow comics. Oh, it's yeah. a weird thing. It's almost like the Jedi Council of Comedians got together, and we decided... <laughs> That there were absolutely the maximum number of people that a comedian may follow, maybe 200 people. Also, you may not follow. It is forbidden to follow other comedians on Twitter. (laughs) Let it be written. Let it be done. I I follow 670. (laughs) Yeah, I follow like 900. But it's like, oh, like there's comedians and stuff I like. And then there's... You know, but like after a while, if I don't get followed back by someone, it's like, all right, they're not interested in what I'm doing. But Jonah said, like, why don't you just do, why don't you do like, like you do live TV? And I was like, yeah, I don't give a shit about getting up in front of people. Like, I'm not scared. I don't care. I'll get up in front of 500 people, 1,000 people. I'm not, I have no fear getting on stage. And and that adrenaline, you know. Yeah. The adrenaline is why you do it. It's, it's, that's, that's the addiction. That's the drug is getting on stage. Yeah. uh, So, so he's just like, oh, have you do a meltdown show? And at, at the time, my girlfriend, She's also a comedian and done comedy. She's like, oh, it's going to be tough. You're going to have to. It's like, look, I just want to make sure my material's funny. Yeah. And that I'm, you know, it's like, I really want, I want to rehearse this stuff. So I had like, I, mean, I don't know if I had a full, decent seven minutes then, but I did a seven minute set. And I was just like, had my good closer. And I fell when I got off stage. It was like my first thing. Uh, I'm coming off stage. And I felt, but I made it into like a funny thing. Like I got up and yeah. it was, hey, I was all right. I actually like, as soon as I knew I was falling, it's like, I have to fall way harder to make this funny. I can't just trip. I got to fall like I'm hurt. So as I'm actually in mid, I'm like, then I really (laughs) 
<laughs> fell into it. I, I, so it was cool. And then you're like, well, the b- bad part is I dislocated my shoulder. But, I mean, it sold a bit. It was great. And Tom Lennon was the headliner of that show. And he was like, hey, man, good set. So it was cool. Like, And since I've done like here and there where I'm just honing – see, part of me wanting to be on your podcast was, first of all, like – well, you invited me, which was like so awesome. Like, well, I, I, I don't gotta, know how we connected. Like, I got a tweet. I got a tweet. You, I, I, I almost want to say it might have been about the machine story, but I got a tweet. Oh yeah, um, I, I heard you on Mare, and I was like, what a great. I think uh, yeah. I tweeted about it, and then I replied back, and I was like, and I think I had actually already was following you. Oh, that's great. And yeah. I was like, I was like, oh shit, because you've been everywhere. I mean, I've seen you right. on everything. Oh, and thanks. I was like, and it's kind of neat when you see someone succeed, and you knew you knew them. Let's earlier. not go far that say succeed yet. So, I feel, <laughs> hey, we're you know. both successes in this business. <laughs> so, so I was like. I was like, oh shit! I want to. Uh, I'll I'll reach out to him. And then when I started doing the podcast, I'd originally thought I was like I was like strapped for guests. I didn't. I was like, who do I have? I'm not. If you're strapped, I'm your guest. They, I'm your perfect I'll guest. Fucking, I, you're a great <laughs> guest. Are you fucking kidding me? So I so I was like I was like, well, who am I start gonna? with people you know. And so right? I was like I was like, well, I want to do a, a an episode with Daphne, Craig, and Gary. I want to do one with them. There should be an extra reunion. I know. Show. And so I'm gonna you have, have to John. I'm gonna have John Moore. Write some segments for us to do. Let's the do four it. Four of us are. Yeah. Can so, I be on there and I'll course, revisit gory course. details? Yes. Oh, and then you guys great. can make fun we'll of me. We'll do an hour episode of the X Show. Yeah. Let's we'll do it. We'll see if we can get Jillian Barbie to come yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then we can just I do a little thing. We take audio clips of her and just have her say fucked up shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. We'll just pull it off the internet. Yeah. Yeah. So so then I, I reached out to them and they were all into it and then I was like and I was and then I got in my head and I was like oh I could just chill out with Chris. By myself, yeah. so I emailed you, and you're like, "Of course, you, Jen Kirkman, and um, and I think, and Brendan Walsh were my the first three people I really reached out to. Oh, wow. Were like that I was like that oh. I was like I don't, I don't have a, a oh. I, they're not like people I can just call up and ask, but I was like I'll reach out to them. And I did an M-Bar show with Brendan Walsh, and he's he had a meltdown. Great. Did he really? He had a meltdown. I almost think though he was just doing it as first. I thought I'd like almost, it's a bit, it's, it's a bit. Then it was just like. No, he really? Yeah, no, it was crazy. It was at M Bar. I'm, uh, I'm so out of the alternative scene that I don't even know. Yeah, what, I, mean, I don't even know what Meltdown was. Melt? No, no excuse me. Not, yeah, well, Meltdown is uh, the Meltdown comics. It's the Nerdist Theater. Oh, so it's not a Meltdown. It's not a okay. M Bar is just this bar. I mean, it was great though. Like, I also did a show at M Bar with Brody Stevens, who was the Brody. headliner. I freaking love Brody. And Zach Galifianakis was there, and he saw my set. He came in. He's got that like that poker. Yeah. visor thing <laughs> yeah. that he wears and yeah. sunglasses he sort of sits in the back like like but it was uh that was that was a fun show just knowing that he was there exactly. but i'm all in the alt scene where you know where there's no pay there's yeah. no pay so i'm kind of here as like a wanting to reconnect which is great yeah. and secondly like i need your advice on my comedy career get on the road because i don't have one get on the road it's yeah, the the, yeah. Well, how do you even do that? Thing. But you, do you have a booker? Like, what do you do? Yeah, yeah, and this well, is for anyone in the audience. Like, this is this is this is, is this is how broad we're getting now. It's just we're talking. This is inside baseball no, stuff. It's, it's there's millions of people. They're not millions. <laughs> let's just let's put that in perspective. Yeah, yeah. There's probably fifty thousand people listening to this right now. Right. That that uh, do you like how I'm very specific about? Right, exactly. <laughs> people. But I feel like there could be a whole podcast because I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts. Like, obviously, I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts, and I feel like there's a whole. <laughs> section of of the show every comedy podcast it's like one yeah. third of the show that is things comedians talk about between each other that oh, yeah. no one else gives a shit but, about but, but, but a lot of people listen to podcasts a lot of the podcast fans are people that have aspirations to get on stage at one point in themselves yeah, well, and then yeah. that's why they've listened to comedy podcasts i i would be if i had a nickel for every time someone pulled me aside and they're like hey man i love you on rogan or i love you on marin or you know i whatever podcast they heard me on and they're like you know i I'd, I'd love to get on, i'd love to start doing stand up do you have any advice i hear that all the time and so i'm wow. am I always my my, my right. advice is 
the same that David Tell gave me was like, get out of the business now. Oh, like, is that what he said? Fuck, yeah. It's, because it just, he's like, you think it's hard getting on stage? Whoa, wait, do you try getting on the road? Wait, do you try getting on headlining? Wait, do you start headlining and try to start selling tickets? Wait, like, it just gets more complicated. But the advice I'd give to any, I, that I have given to a lot of dudes in the alternative scene is get out, get out on the road and perform in front of strangers. Because right. when you go to Omaha and you have a group of people that are, that do not know you, have not seen you on TV and do not care of your your uh, your uh, who you hang out with in LA or what your grooming is it is a true testament to how funny you are right. because and and I'm not I'm not knocking by any stretch of the means the alternative scene because I've done uh, like I've done bits, I've done the alternative rooms once. Well, that's or twice. that's what inspired and, and, me. And, 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 that's and, what inspired me actually to do comedy was seeing so many shitty alt comics. Yeah, we're just like, oh my god. Okay, things that you like, like I could literally do. Uh, I could come up with a whole list of things in alt comedy that I well, feel like are just the worst. Like, it's, like it's, you're gonna find oh you're gonna find your roommates. You're gonna find hacks like, anywhere. You're repeating bullshit from your life yeah. on stage with those long winded, you know, sighs and pauses. That's not comedy. Yeah, that is. It's bullshit. Do that with your girlfriends over drinks. There is, Don't. But there's something to be uh, – there's something to be uh, kind of cold from that scene, right. which is brilliant and which is the freedom that you see the the people that are doing it right on stage with. And I'm, and I'm not – but once again, I'm not knocking any part of that scene. You're, but you're going to find bad comics in every scene right, that you right. go to. It's just it's, – it's, they do the hackneyed version of what they've seen people succeed doing. That's, right. That is just uh, simply how that's going to work out. You're going to find uh, – you know, you're going to find dudes in the NBA that wear the arm sleeve when they saw Allen Iverson doing it. They're just hacks. They're just copying Allen right, Iverson. Right. So it's the same thing. And, and the, the the thing that the alternative scene offers that is genius and brilliant is a mm-hmm. freeform style of comedy that right. is not yeah. specifically derived out of uh, these are the bits that the industry are biting into. They're talking very personally and openly about their lives, mm-hmm. and they're and they're going about it in a kind of poetic way and I and I there are dudes that I've seen that are just genius I have not seen Jonah Ray but I heard Marin talk about him I'm dying to see that dude no Jonah's great Jonah's great I, I, I heard him new, talk about album. I heard him talk about like whatever it was like some real open honest thing he did at one of the shows that Marin was talking about and I was like dude you know in a lot of no, ways it was great it was great no no Jonah he is to me one of those top alt comics yeah I, I'd love yeah. to see him. there's a lot of guys I'd love to see but I, I just sim- simply am never around so I don't get the opportunity well, I think he has he has the filter to go this is a story worth telling yeah. because just because it's from your life doesn't make it worth telling I've just seen enough bad and that was inspired me it's like you know what I, people say, and it was it was the worst thing. I'd be at Home Depot, and I'm friendly to everybody. Why? Yeah. It's a better way to go through life. Yeah. Just be nice to people. Yeah. They'll be nice back to you. I want to reinvent not? the horn. Yeah. It's I honked at a guy today, and he was like, "You're an asshole." And I was like, "I was just telling you, light was green. You were yeah, texting. Yeah. Like, yeah. why can't the horn just be a little more gentle?" Like, right? Like, like, I don't. I'm not the kind of guy that gives the finger. I feel weird about that. Yeah. Saying, it's like you really have to do something that's like a, a horribly offensive yeah. for me to get like in your face about it. Like, it's got to. A line has to be crossed. But it's like, and I'm the guy that like if you honk at me, it's like I'm I made the I'm sorry. It was you're right. I was trying to get over, and I almost I apologize. Yeah. So, but uh, but but yeah, like I'd be at Home Depot just being friendly with people. They're like, "Are you a comedian?" I'm like, no, I'm just I'm just, just not I'm just not an I'm asshole. Just, you know, it's e- we we're doing this transaction. I am yeah. giving you money. Why not make it interesting for both of us? And I will just make jokes about what is present in front yeah. of you. Know? And, and and so so I was just like, fuck, I'm just gonna do it. So Jonah said, do the meltdown show. It was my first time. And then 
I've been just getting as well, much stage time as I can that's, around. That's, I and haven't, that, and that's what's the beauty, beautiful thing about the alternative comedy scene. And despite, I know that I recently heard there was a gripe about money at UCB mm-hmm. with some comics, and but you know that's the, a whole the, different the whole, situation. Yeah, the, yeah, the whole like, thing, though, the whole thing, though, that's great about the comedy scene is that they've opened a ton of rooms that people can get on stage. Yeah, at. see, I don't know that in like that's a very complicated situation. But like, I perform at iOS in an improv comedy group, and I do my podcast live yeah. at at iOS. In fact, I should have you on one of my live shows. Love to. Yeah, so and Io's a great it's a, it's a great crowd. They love, but like I think it would actually be complicated for me to get paid because I know what the box office is bringing. Yeah, in. I have guests on stage and I have people that work with me. Am I supposed to pay any everybody? And then if I do split up the money, it's not going to be. We're not talking oh, about what like yeah, twenty five fifty I, bucks each. When I do a set like, at the improv, the I get thirteen dollars. Yeah, and like what am I supposed to do? Like okay, now I got to get a ten ninety nine fucking ass. And then you know like I'm currently on unemployment, so it's like I don't. <laughs> then I'm going to have to like report my thirteen dollars of income yeah. to unemployment. At the EDD office, like, I'd rather not get. Paid. I'd rather like if they're going to give me anything, just give me like a voucher for parking and drinks. Yeah, that's all. That's and all. Then, and then like, that's all I care about. But yeah. that's easy for me to say because I'm. Because, but you're an established comic. Yeah, yeah. And I, I am and, not. Like, I'm not a young comic, and I'm not living hand to mouth. And we're like, we're like thirteen bucks really matters when you're like, fuck, I'd <laughs> right, love right, to right. get two beers, and those are my two <laughs> yeah, beers. Yeah. Like you know, so I, that's hard for me to say. And I and I or uh, two machine vodkas yeah, on, two machine with cranberry vodkas. juice, please. <laughs> so uh, so. So, like, yeah, like, that's the one thing the alternative scene has definitely driven is there's a bunch of great rooms and there's a bunch of kind of young cutting-edge comics that are trying new stuff. And when you're around that, you're going to raise your game. Now, I would but say – I feel like L.A. is where you practice. L.A, LA is should be practice. where you practice. It LA should, is where you yes. practice and it's like, okay, then does it work in but other you rooms? you realize like, that every com- – there's thousands of comics in the middle of the country where L.A. is where they showcase – so where we practice is where a lot of people come out to showcase. Oh, wow. So like, so there is this kind of double-edged sword of like, yeah, it is where we're practicing, but at any given moment, you could get a deal from a set you did, or someone might see you right. and go put them in that movie. Well, that's the thing is that's the thing that I like. I've sort of been making this sea change in my career because people have known me as like, you're the movie guy, and it's yeah. like, I don't want to be the movie guy. I never yeah. wanted to be the movie guy. Want to be more of a writer producer behind the scenes, like. You know, like I'm working on two animated shows. I'll show. Oh, we got a phone. Hey, let's caller, caller number one. Let's see someone on the phone. Let's see. Is it someone? It's someone. Is it someone good? It's it's Rogan. Let's find out. Let's see if it's someone we can put on the hello. Oh yeah, hold on one second. <laughs> yeah. Should have taken this phone call. Give me two seconds. I'm sorry. Here you go, babe. All right, perfect. So that's <laughs> so. Um, so oh, I, I thought we had a caller. No, yeah, I think we're, I think it's about. It's but look, about, I'm a. I'm not a young comic. B, but I feel like also no when is, I see the no young, is, you don't want to be a young comic. No, no. But see, when I see the young comics, I'm like, oh, you haven't had things happen to you yet. You don't get it's a like, voice until you're. 40. I've been through divorce. I've yeah. got. Kids, I've had kids, and Dude. my kids are growing up. I look young enough, like people, yeah. you know, with the exception of my hair, which is very Steve Martin esque. Yeah. You know, I so like, I, but but so, and the thing is, is I'm with when it comes to money, I've bought all the things I need. Yeah. I'm okay, um, but I feel that what's cool about comedy, which I began to notice, and this has been a change in the last, I don't know, it's maybe like ten years, is if you identify yourself as a comedian. You have way more latitude or flexibility in your career. For example, like if I'm a film critic, film critics can't be actors. Film critics can't uh, produce things. But if I'm a comedian, I can produce a TV show. Oh, yeah. I can write a TV show. If I'm a comedian, I can act in a movie. I can be in a sitcom. I can do a stand-up show. I can put out a stand-up comedy album. I can also write a book. If you identify yourself as a comedian, the, the... 
the willingness with which people are going to accept you in other arenas is so much it's greater. Skyrockets. It's it's. Bert can write a book. Yeah. Bert can do vodka. Yeah. Bert can do a sitcom. Bert can do a movie. Bert can do a, 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 whatever. You can do anything else. You Bert could win an Oscar. Think of how many yeah. comedians you can win. You can win a Grammy being a comedian. You can. It's unbelievable. So I. So I. I and you know, comedians can do music. The thing you, you need know? to do like, then is, is that's is, why is, I was like, I'm a comedian because find, I've been called that all my life. Find so so there's. There's two ways of getting on the road. One is, you know, Doug Benson does it really smart. Where he Benson's just, the, yeah. He, where he yeah. just, but he's also got a body of work, including Last Comic Standing and Super Jaime. And a dude has been in the scene for 20, probably 20 plus years. And he has a body. Let's face it. Doug yeah. Benson has a body. <laughs> so uh, Benson does it right. Um, but that's, that's kind of hard to come by. You know, the way the, I gotta be well, honest he, with you. The he way books, does it like the comedians I know that like really, they just book themselves. They well, just call up and they've got like, here's my YouTube links. There's two, there's two, there's, there's, there's one way there's, there's A rooms and there's B rooms. There's right. A rooms, there's B rooms and there's C rooms. Arguably what people. What would be like a Cobb's comedy club? That's an I, A room. That's an A room. That's an A, cause I performed there yeah. for SF Sketchfest. Yeah, that's an A room and, and yeah. you could get booked at Cobb's and it, although it's a big venue. So it's like, I, I, I'd kind of go, a, I'd I go to the 400 seater. That's a big venue. With, with the balcony. Yeah. yeah that's a big venue yeah. for, especially for a weekend. Cause you're yeah. talking about to break even and a place like that. You've got to, you've got to move at least 1200 tickets. Throughout the weekend, yeah, and so and so you figure. And then what I do mean, you make that weekend? Twelve hundred tickets. What is it? Fifty fifty with the venue? No, 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 no. How does it work? They're oh, gonna, they're gonna, tell they're us gonna the comp, math. They're gonna comp. They're gonna comp a vast majority of that room. Oh wow! They'll probably be six hundred paid. Maybe six hundred. They're all paid. drinking and they're making money on the drinks. The, the yeah, but that's their it. money, and you can never incorporate that into your paycheck. Oh. That's the thing that sucks. So, like, so the way the the way the comedy club business works, and I'll give you the the smallest the smallest way. So there's. There are dudes like uh, like um, I will think of a name. I'm trying to think of a name that uh, like Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart, you know who Kevin Hart is uh, uh, yeah. a black comic, probably the largest selling comic oh, yeah. act in the world right now. So he goes into a place and he tells them what he wants. I want 90 percent of the door. I want, and so they are so basically oh 100. percent Then there are guys like myself. I'm in the middle range now of my career where I go. Um, I do get a percentage of the door. I do have a guaranteed. It's like the win-win scenario. I'm not going to make a I'm not going to make a million dollars a year doing stand up, but I'll make a comfortable living. But I also have to be able to relinquish. Uh, control of the weekend to the club a lot of guys don't want to do that now when you're younger the control of the club and your control of everything is relinquished 100 percent. you're making probably 1500 bucks to headline they will comp the fuck out of the room no one in that room knows who you are no one you do rate morning radio the morning radio doesn't know who you are nor do they care right and right. you and you, it is an uphill battle the whole point of the road is like you don't ever want to do the 1500. You just want to do the guy that comes in on a Tuesday. F- take your Libsyn numbers. Find out where you're most popular, mm-hmm. what cities you're most popular in. Find the big co- local comedy club um, and promote it on your podcast. Talk to the club and say, I want to come in on a Tuesday night, straight up door deal, like, you know, probably 60% of the door, 70% of the door, you know, or, or a, a fallout Wednesday night or a fallout Thursday night, or find someone who's a bigger comic. Who doesn't want to do Thursday, Sunday? You do Thursday, Sunday. They do Friday, Saturday. A lot of guys like 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 Louis now just split those nights. And well, well, what what you can do, which is the greatest thing, is watch a dude do an hour. Mm-hmm. Is the watching dudes do an hour uh, that know what they're doing is eye opening. It's a different wow. muscle. I remember the first time I did an hour was at a place called the Last Stop in Houston. I did it because Dane fell out, and I'd never done an hour. 
And cool. um, I went in, me and Gary Goldman, and I had to do an hour every night. And I was like, oh, shit, I don't have – I may have an hour's worth of material. I don't have the ability to do an hour yet. Like the ability like – Like to sustain. Ability to drive a story from beginning to end in one hour and deal with the check spot, deal with people ca- calling out, and make it seamless and fluid. I was like, I don't have that. I have an hour's worth of material, but I don't have an hour yet. So then I learned that that's kind of how I feel I'm at now. Like I've got you got an, an hour's hour. worth of material. You've I don't do know an hour. The, yeah, like but doing an hour like straight through, I feel like I need to rehearse that. No, 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 no. You just do it. Just, you just do, do it. it. Just you do just got to do it. It's trial by fire. It's stand up. You don't. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. that's the beauty of stand up. Is like I have an idea. I'm going to try it out. And that's what drives me nuts is when people complain about like a Tracy Morgan bit that Tracy Morgan says or, or Daniel Tosh. I'm like, it's stand-up. We're trying things out. We don't know if they're funny until you don't laugh or do laugh. Right, right, Like, our, right. our goal isn't to hurt your feelings. Our goal is simply yeah. to make you laugh. God, I've got a few, like, stories uh, in, in, in my in my sort of hour where it's like, I don't know that I'll ever make it work. Oh, yeah. It's like, no. not, it's sort of like, you know. Oh, those, like, are the, sort of, those are the passion projects. But when then it's like, it's, like, it's like, oh, oh, like, my girlfriend even suggested, like, a really good, like, you should change it to this. Like, add this one line. I'm like, oh, my God, that's a good note. Like, oh. Like, you get constant notes. So it's like, maybe I have enough for an album. Like, because most albums are like you know between twenty five and forty minutes. They're not full. They're definitely going to be. It's, hours. You definitely no. You definitely want forty five minutes. You don't want to go twenty five. Twenty five. That was well. Jonah Ray's album was twenty five minutes. I'm like really? that. I bought on iTunes for nine ninety nine. Huh. Was was twenty five minutes. I feel yeah, like the standard is lowered. I don't mean that like the standards for the comedy. I feel like the standards for what comprises an album is like twenty five minutes now is kind of like well Wait. if it's twenty five minutes of. Stellar, yeah. rather than like forty minutes of like, well, that was okay. Yeah, but if it's twenty five minutes of stellar, I kind of want, I want, it, I want another twenty five minutes of more stellar. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, but like Patton, I mean, I bought everything that he's yeah. the, the, like he does about forty forty five. Yeah, like forty forty five is you want to do a headlining set for an album, in my opinion. And I, yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah. Old, I'm I'm a little bit old school I, I, in the sense I'm with that you. I didn't sell albums until I had the material. Like there was a lot of there, with the change of of technology, there was a lot of dudes who started putting albums out when they shouldn't be putting albums out because like when I when when I was younger. So like I remember when everyone was like, "Dude, you got to get a fucking CD," and I was like, "Yeah, but I don't. I'm not ready." Atel just released his first like two years ago. This was when this mm-hmm. was happening, and I was like, "And it was amazing." And I want mine to be amazing. And they're like, "Fuck it, you can sell." I think the it road. takes years. I think yeah. it takes. Especially for, for my first, it's sort of like, well, I'm drawing on all of my previous life experience yeah. and the last three but years of doing the stuff. Other thing is, so that, it's like, do I have it? Like, no, but uh, you maybe. don't. But, but you want you want your. <laughs> You know, your bits aren't done. How long have you been doing stand-up? Like, three years. Like, three, okay, actually, your, your bits aren't done. You're, I agree with you. You're, 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 I'm you, with you. You don't, you don't really – I mean, you don't get your voice until 10 years in. But I think so. But the point is – well, that's also – we're talking about children starting. Like, when you start at 25, you right. know, who the fuck are you at 25? You have a lot of, like, you know what would be funny to do jokes? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't – when you turn 35, you're like, oh, shit, I, I pissed blood the other day. And then everyone's like, ooh, I want to hear this story. I actually have yeah. a good story about that, too. <laughs> like, I bet we both have one. <laughs> So, so, but the point is, is like, don't, don't be in a rush to release the material, hold on to it, keep working on it, make it better. And you'll find yourself going like, damn, because what'll, what'll happen is you'll release an album and then you'll keep doing some of that material and you'll be like, oh my God, that fucking, Uh, I've gotten like, I had a carrot cucumber joke that I told a long time ago and it wasn't until recently that I made it. I made the end made so much better. Work. I made it so much better. And ah. I was like, I wish I hadn't put that on my hour special because now I'm like – You can't do that joke again. You get the, the rewrite of it, which is better. Yeah. Yeah. How do – yeah, it's, that's uh, – Get on yeah. the road. Find find what cities you're big in. Find a, a, an off Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Offer to go in for 
you know, maybe you can do a guarantee, maybe you can do a door deal, but or get or you know, go grassroots. Ari, and but do, do you like get a booker? Like, is it like what? How do you get a booker? Get a booker. Do you have an agent? I have, I have or a manager? manager, but she's Who's not manager? in the comedy not... world from industry entertainment. It's okay, tell her to set yeah. you up with a comedy booker. Tell her to set you up with an agent. Yeah, uh, a lot of you. I mean, dude, you could do fucking colleges. You could do. I mean, there's a lot of shit you can do in stand up. Yeah, that's and, true. And colleges is a great place to learn how to do an hour. Well, the thing is, is I have a college speaking agent. So I, and I've been do, and I will do like an hour, but it's sort of an hour of like where I'm telling like stories that are like some of them are comedy. So it's like when you say ten years, I agree with you. But I've been doing TV since You've been, I've been doing TV for fifteen years, and I've been doing like speaking engagements, like public speaking. I've been doing since I was in my twenties. So it's you're, like, you're not but that, that doesn't mean yeah. comedy. That's a totally no, it, separate it, it, but, thing. Yeah, but it, it can it does cross over and it what crosses over a little bit. So it's like that's why it's like I'm not afraid, like there's certain I think barriers like when you go to open dude. mics and stuff like I I, I love just as a like thing. Like I love – I know Doug Stanhope loves to do this. Just go to really horrible open mics just because you're yeah. watching the, the – the, these people. That ju- they're just uh, trying to remember. I've seen guys shit on a joke in the middle. They can't remember the end of it. And they're yeah. just like all these like – and I feel so bad. I feel for them and I'm just like, oh my god. This is entertaining only for me. We, I'm enjoying this but not for the reasons that anyone else – well, no one else is enjoying it but me. You you should you should talk to your college booking agent and, yeah. and say uh, submit me for NACA. And NACA right. is like the big event, and then and then and if especially if you can incorporate some of what you know, like some of like an expertise of what you do know is film, right? Don't make it about film. Make it like talk. Make it stand up. Make it funny, well, and then the thing incorporate like, how they know you from G four and all those things right, you've been doing. Right. I, I guarantee. Or the you. X show, maybe or, they know yeah, me from the X show. Probably not. But, <laughs> probably not. You're right. No one ever remembers. No I have to remind that people that show existed. It was weird. I don't know what our numbers were ever, but they were like, big. That was, but that, they were big for numbers now. Like right, now, for now, it would be a smash hit. Yeah, now it would be because it's weird how the landscape has changed. Where it's like everything is about online now. And Dude, there's a lot of like online like I'm blown away. Weird. I'm blown away at the new business paradigm set up. Yeah, by, it's weird. Like you go into an agency. That's why I'm lo- in love with my new agency. You go into an agency and you're I love talking about the future. And you get dudes who get it. Like mm-hmm. you get you talk sometimes you talk to old school dudes in this business and they're like, Well, I say that what we should do is we'll take it to a network. We're gonna <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean take it to a network? We can do this shit. Like yeah. let's like I love that the the kind of way things are changing. But uh stand well, the way things are changing, like to me, I still look at someone like Louis C.K. That's a thing. That guy and it's so weird when you see the credit at the end of his show. Produced at written, edited, edited, by, edited yeah. directed, performed by Louis C.K. He's he he's a game changer in many respects. Yeah, I mean he, but he also stand up special that he sold for five bucks. I bought it. I bought it too. It was it was fu- and it was fucking awesome. And it was awesome. Yeah, like that. I feel like, but then also he but made I, a- the real question is, I want to know what numbers Aziz Ansari did because that's the real like that's where oh the, he did the same thing he put he did out the same thing, but I, but no one like went over through the roof about it. Like no right. one talked about. He it. He didn't write did. a blog entry after about how well I made a lot of money. <laughs> that was great. I love Lucy K. What balls to like. Not only did he like put out the special for five bucks, you could digitally download it yeah. legally, um, but also like wrote that blog entry saying, "Fuck it, this is why I did it," because it would have cost twenty bucks if it was a normal special. Would've and been he put out on DVD. He would have made a shitload of money from he that. Made, it's, but also, it's like I look at someone like to me, Amy Mann. I know this is a weird segue, but Amy Mann's very friendly to the listened, comedy. Community. I just listened to a podcast with her. Uh, she was on Marin, but That's I love. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of Amy Mann. She doesn't know who I am. Sadly, I've. 
gone to every one of her shows in L.A. Yeah. I've seen her like 15 times in concert. But she got screwed over by the record company way back in the day. There's a, re- there's a really good book. Um, it was put up by the Onion AV Club called um, The Tenacity of a Cockroach. The Tenacity of a Cockroach or The Tenacity – what yeah. it is is it's interviews with people that are – alternative in whatever the medium, whether it be film, TV, comedy, like, um, uh, you know, Bob Odenkirk's in it. Yeah. Amy Mann is in it representing music. So it's all people who made their own career in a respective industry, not necessarily comedy, but all the, and she, she talks about how she did this, you know, she would basically could not release anything for three years. She was in some holding deal. Oh uh, yeah. I heard about that. So then that. she finally put out her own album. It's like three, four years later. And the first song on the album is you, she says the word fuck on that song and it's great. It could never be played on the radio. She doesn't give yeah. a shit. It was almost like a release for her, that, that album. It was awesome. And I just look at the way, like she directed, markets to fans and she even says like look by being less commercial i sell fewer albums i know the numbers are fewer however i make more money because it all goes directly to me there's not a ton of middlemen i'm not yeah. paying 90 percent of the earnings go to some marketing team at a company that's marketing 50 other bands with just some sort of cookie cutter bs it's yeah. like i feel like you have to have a marketing brain which i've kind of always had instincts for like this marketing brain to promote whatever it is you do you have that you know with well, I, I was i didn't have it i don't and i don't even know if i have it per se but i did not have i uh machine vodka i think no, you have it that's that's your only, podcast i think no, you have it look no, but, at your podcast numbers but that's that's only because the only reason i say that is because i was forced into looking at the world that way through uh guys like dane dane looked at this business namely as a business when i started I was this. I so You're friends with Dane Cook, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lot. It's weird. There's a lot of Dane Cook haters out there. It's I don't. Too. It's I don't hate him. It's I don't hate him. I'm like, you like know here's what? the thing. He's he's I such a he's such a um, kind of uh, pivotal like controversial figure in this right. business because he did change the paradigm. I mean, before Dane. People, but really it was, people, it's cool to hate him, which I think is bullshit. Like, I, I think that's stupid. stupid. I'm just so out of the loop. On he's but, an, he's, but to me, I looked at him, and it's just like, look, this is a guy that did it. Just yeah. did it him, you know. He's um, a complicated man. Like, like trust me when I say just, I, mean, I don't know him Just being his friend, he is, he's definitely complicated, and he's definitely, uh, he's definitely uh, maybe not everyone's cup of tea, per se. Personally, I'm not, it's not like as a, as a dude. But I will say that, you know, whatever – uh, he's gone through in the past few years has distinctly changed him entirely. That Louis to the episode where, he did was amazing. Where he's like, he's back. a lot more relaxed. He's a lot more like, uh, a lot more grounded and centered. And I was like, how'd that happen? He's like, well, when you lose both your parents and your brother steals your money, kind of happens. And I was like, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. God. So he's, yeah, he lost his parents in like within a month or something. Yeah, and then, I think I remember hearing him talk but, about but, that on but a podcast. Dane changed the business. And I didn't want to change with it. I was like, I was like, I don't want to fucking be on MySpace. I remember going to Dane's house one day, and he was like, "Can I tell you a secret?" I was like, "Yeah." And he was, "You got to get online, man. You got to chat with your fans. If you chat with your fans and like, and and you connect with them, I'm telling you, man, it really helps." I remember him telling me, he was like, "There's this site, you know, called Friendster, and, and there's another site <laughs> called MySpace." And I was like, I was like, I remember t- saying, like, "Good luck." I'm not going to do that shit. I, he told me this well before any of this fucking blew up. I'm talking mm-hmm. years. I watched the dudes who designed MySpace do coke on a table mm-hmm. in Venice talking about MySpace and Dane Cook. And I remember my buddy lived with them. And mm-hmm. I remember going like, these guys are out of their fucking mind. It's about the art. <laughs> before Dane Cook, people would bomb on stage. Before right. Dane, people would bomb on stage. You'd watch Dave Attell take a hot one just to kind of like – to like – Figure out new shit. I love David Tell. And then, and then his stuff's one of my favorite. He is David one of those Louis, that I admire. David yeah, Louis would bomb. People would yeah. bomb. Then Dane showed up, and 
Man, the dude never fucking bombed. He murdered every time he touched the stage. It was like watching Caveman make fire for the first time. But it's weird because I feel like, you know, and, and you know just from being around, there's certain there's a certain kind of comic certain kind of comic scene you hang around where it's like, oh my God, your negativity and yeah. your, 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 your depressing stuff is, is soul sucking. It t- sucks the energy out of the room. You're yeah. just like, they have nothing good to say about anybody, nothing good to say about the industry, nothing good to say about themselves. There's almost just like this, it's sort of like the negative confidence. And then you see someone like a Dane Cook come up and he's just like, he's just like filled with this intense yeah. confidence and positivity in, in a lot of ways. And, and I think people respond to that. I mean, like, and the thing is, is he had, let's face it, he had a failed film career but i wish if i could talk to him if dane is listening to this now i feel like what i would not. say to him is like <laughs> I, yeah but if, i feel like if i could or if you talk to him i feel like the way he could have had the movie career because i think what he tried to do is he wasn't himself in the movie career it's like we're gonna do a comedy with jennifer aniston and we're gonna make you the romantic lead that's not him if he had made a comedy movie where he fought a monkey gladiator style and it was like they actually because i remember his bits where like they took yeah. bits because that was the cool thing well he did that Steve in, Martin. he did that in simon says like when simon he, says with dennis rodman did you ever oh, see that no i never saw that he, it was one of his first movies uh, there's a great there's a great uh story about that huh? that is kind of like hollywood legend what um mind you this is all uh, hearsay is that the right word? Yes. This is all story through story through story. So I don't know how true this is so, at all. Yeah, yeah. So don't sue. So don't sue Bert me. Or the but monkey. I'm telling you, this is something I heard. So Dane gets a new agent. I think it's at ICM, and his first day signing with them, they get an offer mm-hmm. to do a movie with Dennis Rodman. And I don't know how true this is at all. And they're like, and they're like, take it, fucking take it. It's a lot of money. Take it. And they sign the deal. Deal goes through, pushes, they push it through, and they're like, congratulations, you just got a straight offer to perform, with, to do a movie with Dennis Rodman. And Dane's like, fuck yeah. And then they come back, and then the they send him all the things, and after it's signed, they go, I'm sorry, wait, we didn't want this guy, we wanted that guy. And they were like, nope, too late, you already signed this guy. And it was, so they, they, want they, they wanted another actor, and they sent the stuff through. Oh. And Dane, that's now that's a hundred percent legend. Now, I, clearly, I could clear this up with Dane. Although I don't know if Dane would tell me. You know, I don't know if he, I don't know if anyone wants to own that kind of history. I'm sure now he wouldn't mind. But like, that's what I heard is that they sent a contract through, like with a straight offer for this guy to play the part, and it was with Dane Cook's name, and they signed it, and they put Dane in a movie, and they got this other guy who they wanted. They could plug in something else. They made money on top of money. I feel like you could get the story out of him if what you did, you should start another podcast, the Bert. Podcast Network. Yeah. You could just shave your hair a little differently, put on some glasses, and you could do a podcast called WTB, What the Burt. <laughs> you just do What the Burt, and yeah. it's very serious conversations yeah. with comedians where you get them to cry and talk about their heroin and drug abuse. You just, <laughs> that, which is Marin's show, which I yeah. love. I, I love that show. No, Dane, yeah, Dane is, Dane is, an, he's a really interesting dude, and he's always been nice to me. I've never had, I've actually never had a problem with Dane ever. Um, well, but I don't know him. I just know that everyone cool. dislikes cool. him. And I've defended him just because I'm like, you know, it's sort of like the, the reason I like defend like, like not so much the recent, but early Adam Sandler movies. It's like, I like Adam Sandler. I like Adam Sandler too. I like Adam Sandler. I also like independent films. Yeah. I like foreign films that that where I have to read subtitles. I, my taste is very broad, so I like some of the lowest of the lowbrow. Yeah. Uh, but I also happen to like, you, you know, I like a I've good got, steak. I don't know. Like I, I've so, got – 
I've got that window of intelligence where Hollywood makes movies for me. Like, <laughs> yeah. They, I'm, I'm not. I like a good Hollywood movie. Give me a good I'm, one. Give I'm me just, robots beating the crap out of each other. I will go there. I'm not smart enough to know that Bruce Willis is a ghost. <laughs> I am dumb enough. I am just dumb enough. I'm just dumb enough to get it, to understand it in that Five second window when the writer wanted you to understand it. Oh my it. god, it's so I've funny. I've got that. I've got that. That intelligence. Oh. That I'm sure it's like. It's like probably one t- ninety to to one twenty IQ. Where you, where they write for you, where they're going, where they're going. Like I have a, bu- I had a buddy Hutch who could not figure out for the life of him who the fuck Kaiser Soze was. <laughs> like, he's like, why is the gimp walking regular? And you're like, that's Kaiser Soze. I mean, he watched it three times. Like I don't fucking get it. So like, but like but my there's intelligence. Something to that, there's something to that where it's like I remember there was a certain point in my life. I remember when my kids were little, where I just like. I don't know. Like I, I, I had to go. You know what? If I don't think about stuff so, so much, I think I'll be happier. Like yeah. I actually made a conscious choice. Like, like you can actually make yourself miserable. I mean, there's like Nanny Hall. You know, little Alvy Singer. You know, yeah. well, you know, the sun's gonna blow up. We're all gonna be dead. Well, yes. If you think about anything too much, you will be a depressed, unhappy person. If you can just sort of dial back the thinking too much, and I don't mean that it's a it's a bad thing. Just dial it back because then there, you could there's so much more to enjoy, and you're not thinking about stuff that doesn't matter. I do that with my know? cell phone. You do that really? Yeah, like a year, probably a little over a year ago, I went through some hardcore drama with like a friend mm-hmm. that was really kind of upsetting and, and very frustrating and, and and it made me angry. It made me like I was – and I, I couldn't really defend myself and I just kind of was like – and it was very public, and it was on Twitter, and it was like fucking oh, wow. yeah, and it was like it was like it was really a horrible, What's the horrible hashtag? situation. Uh, <laughs> and so and so and but what was happening was is I was looking, I was I was like you know what I was like I'm obsessing about it, and I haven't really done anything wrong. I I was right. I I knew for a fact that when I took I was like in a month I'm going to go. This has nothing to do with me. None of this has to do with me. I didn't do a fucking thing. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to turn my phone off. I'm not going to look at tweets. I'm not going to look at texts. I'm not going to look at anything. I'm going to enjoy my family. I'm going to go for a hike to the Hollywood sign with my daughters. And I'm going to fucking tap the fuck out. I'm done with this. And I did. And I was the best thing I ever fucking did. And now when I go to like like when we do travel shows and we're in Jamaica and I can't use my phone, I'm in. I find it's myself. Weird. It's weird. Yeah. Like, yeah, like when the power goes out, it's like. Wow, I kind of like not having devices it's that amazing. are distracting me. It's weird. You can kind of clear your head. I feel like – Although there is, something, there is something really uh, exhilarating when you get like a tweet from someone who's famous then, mm-hmm. and then they tweet you and you're like, what? How does this guy know me? And then you right. get excited. That yeah. feeling, That feeling is so like – it makes your heart race, and you're like, ah, "Wonder, I wonder what the equivalent for that for, was a caveman is like when he's just sitting in his cave, and a deer walked in front of his cave, and he's like, shut the fuck up, it's right there! Free meat! Yeah, free meat! Free meat! Oh so, my God. yeah, but, but I, I yeah. get that when I, like, meet, I'll meet, like, other comedians and, and people in the industry, and they, they know who I am, and I'm, it's weird. Well, you've been in the business like, for, I met, like, 15 years. I met, like, I met, like, uh, well, before that even, I did this movie magazine. Well, come to find out that my movie magazine, which was very humor-based, yeah. film threat. Um, a lot of comedians read it. Frick, Matt Besser, you know, yeah. Uh, Matt Besser, Pat Oswalt, yeah. 
introduced himself to me at South by Southwest when Comedians of Comedy first came out, and I didn't know who he was. And I thought, oh my God, you're hilarious in that movie, but I didn't know his comedy previous to that. Oh, yeah, he's a Then it followed his career, like, after that movie. Um, you know, Paul F. Tompkins, like, people that I know, like, wow, they know me from this magazine that I did that was a funny movie well, magazine. You're and just then I like just the, only recently started doing comedy. And, just like the audacity of a cockroach or the whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, the, the tenacity, tenacity of, a of a cockroach. You should read that book, man. It's inspiring because it's all these people who dis- basically they're all people that said, you know what? I'm going to do this DIY. It's a harder road to go, that but is... I have more control over my content career. It's not going to be mainstreamed in in a sense. And they always have the option to like, you know, what someone like an Amy Mann can go, I'll, I'll do music for a movie. You know, she yeah. she can sort of bump to other more mainstream things, but on her terms. And I feel like that reading that book really inspired me. It was right when I started doing G4, and I'm like, you know what? I'm doing things on my own terms. I'm not going to be groomed. I'm not going to be molded into an image. And I recently, what's so funny is I'm working with Gary are back on this show yeah. who you know we worked with yeah. at mindless entertainment to do x show and he starts to say to me in this meeting with peter billingsley like you know we saw your reel and all this we just want you to dial it back and i'm like okay that's cool like i will change the tone i can yeah. be serious i mean i can you know because you listen to a lot of comedy podcasts you know there are moments you get serious we're having yeah. serious conversations kind of dark yeah. then there are moments where it's like so we're laughing so it's like yeah. you tell me what the tone is i will i will i, I, I can do both yeah. i can do both i think that's what's great about comedy is is you know that like you can you can get into that kind of darkness. You can get into that's it's, it's not a surprise to me that so many comedians have transitioned to serious acting. I mean, you can because so much comedy comes from horribly painful things. Yeah. So he's saying to me, Gary says, "Yeah, um, so we just want you to like comb your hair." To comb my hair? You mean like change the hair? That's my so my hair is kind of my signature thing. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. and I said, not doing it. I said no. I said I didn't care about like it wasn't the money, the schedule, anything. It's just like yeah. not changing who you know. You can change the tone because I can do both those, but you want to start to change me. You can't, you can't touch my face. Yeah, that that's kind of. <laughs> I, I definitely mean. I definitely have problems with that. You can't change touch my face. Like, you can get someone. You can get anybody else. It's said, different if they go. It's different if you're playing a character and they're like, you, we think this guy would have a mustache. That's one thing. But I like, playing a character. Yeah, but if you're playing, if I'm playing me, yeah. like I've I've had, I've definitely come across that. Oh, really? Where yeah, people yeah, are like, yeah. they'll try just, and go, just, well, can you just hip you? Wear this shirt. Do this. I'm like, what? Why? Yeah, and so no, yeah, I, like so I can I can completely. But you know, here's the big thing. Like, and I'm I read this uh, article today about Ed, do you know who Eddie Wang is? Mm-hmm. I think Wong. I'm saying it wrong. He's got a really cool show on Vice called Fresh Off the Boat. Um, and he just was a Ted. I've oh, heard of that. Is that that Vice, Vice on the internet? Vice dot awesome. yeah, yeah. Vice is really fucking cool. Yeah. And uh, and then he did. He was a Ted speaker. And 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 it, I was taught. I was talking. I was reading this article about him that was a while back. And apparently, you know, he didn't. He got offered a cooking show, and he didn't want to change his voice. And so they the negotiations fell apart because he didn't want to lose who he was as a his voice or who he was. And I was like. I was like, yeah, I was, I was definitely there at one point in my life, and I remember, I remember being that guy and being like, but then I think the older you get, you go, well, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm a lot more open, I'm a lot more amenable, uh, amiable, mm-hmm. am- amenable, yeah, yeah, yeah. malleable. I'm You're a lot malleable, more malleable yeah. now. Like I, I like, but I think that's mostly because I'm a grown up and I have kids, and I'm like, and I'm like, my stand up will always be my stand up. I'll never. That's me. I write it. I perform it. But I'm the know, only one. You also, you like, like in a room, you'll amend like depending on the audience. If you're doing all senior citizens. Yeah. You're gonna amend, maybe. But you don't want Anthony Bourdain or or 
Eddie Wong to change who they are because who they are that little freaking spark. That's why you're hiring. That's them. why you're hiring them. Right. So yeah, so so it, that was probably the wrong deal for him. But but for me, and I thought this when I started working to travel, I thought like I thought like I got to be edgy. I got to be. And then I worked there, and I was like, wait, this is a really fun job. This is just really funny shit. And I give them everything. I, I give them all of me when we're on set, and I do whatever I do. I'm gonna I'm not doing someone else, and they use what they choose to use, and I'm cool with it, and I like what I do, and and everyone at that network's been a fucking amazing. They've never once said anything about my podcast, about my stand up. They told me literally whatever you do for you is you, but when you work for us, when you're wearing a Travel Channel hat, when you're the guy on. Please just be respectful of our brand. Right, right. No, no that I totally yeah. get. Like, that is different than – I feel like because you can be you and respectful of the brand simultaneously. Yeah. But when they're telling you to, like, change yeah, that's, you yeah. – if, if I'm not playing a character because I have actually acted in, in stuff before. I've played, So, okay, I wear glasses. Cool. I wear a sweater that I would never wear. Sure. Yeah. Because I'm I'm playing a part. That's different. But, like, they're hiring me as the host and they're hiring me for my expertise. They're hiring me because of my rep. They're hiring me because I am – me, yeah. then I'm not going to change this aspect of me where people are going, why did he change his hair? Yeah. Like, I already get people accusing me of dyeing my hair constantly. Really? Yes, because I have a youngish looking face. Yeah. Like, you know, I have kind of a, a, a boyish face. <laughs> um, and I think it's because, and I just tell people, and this is actually true, I was an indoor kid. You know, it's like I was an indoor kid while you were out hiking or yeah. playing baseball yeah. or doing sports. Uh, I was playing sports video games. Um, but yeah, no, I was, I was a kid that basically stayed out of the sun. Everyone was like, where aren't you going to be in ski club? I grew but, up in Michigan. I was about, I think I actually knew that. Yeah. That you grew up in Michigan. Yeah. I grew up I in Michigan that. and I just, I was an indoor, I didn't, I was the guy who read, I was the kid who read comics. I was the kid who, you know, I, the, the thing I did biggest outdoors physical was I had three newspaper routes and that's how I had money <laughs> to buy a VCR. I had a TV and a VCR in my room and my my, my mom didn't. You know, so I would be recording. It's like, no, mom, get your own VCR. I paid for this. You were groomed for alternative comedy. Well, in a way, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, but yeah. comic books. Oh, like, I was definitely a nerd. I'm a real nerd, not this fake nerd that's going around. All yeah, the place. I was that. I would. I was definitely not a nerd. I was like. I was like. Uh, like. I, I don't know. I grew up with just I, I know Florida. I think was a weird place. I don't know. Like there. Oh, like, I've been to Florida. It's a weird place. Yeah, it's a weird place. It's a good place to be from. I say that about Michigan. There's like rednecks and Cubans and black kids and and Native Americans and you're <laughs> like and it's like I like you go to I just I just never it was like you played sports. I didn't even know anyone that didn't play sports really. Right, right. You straight up played sports and I remember there was some kids that played Dungeons. So and that's Dragons. outside. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. That's, that's, see, I would never do that. There were some kids that played Dungeons and Dragons, and I remember going uh, – David Germain was his name. And oh, wow. he had a group of Dungeons and Dragons. I think it was him, David Carp, his brother, one of his brother's friends, and they invited me over to play. And I was really excited because I thought this it looked cool that you'd have a notebook full of, like, neat stuff. And the dice looked – the dice is what really attracted me. So I Oh, went, my God. I bet we have the same story because – I was not the kind of nerd that would play. I got sucked into like, oh, we're going to play Dungeons and Dragons. And then I realized like, you guys are just making this stuff up. Why yeah. don't we just go outside, pretend we have swords and beat the shit out of each yeah. other? That's way more fun than rolling this dice and you telling me what happened. Mine was, mine was so more. So you must have had the same thing where it's just like, no, this looks like, cool from the outside. It's duh. I was like, not I just. D&D guy. I'm no, not a D &D guy. I, I just started playing and I was like, wait, we're taking notes. This is like doing schoolwork. Yeah. And I, I feel like, like I'm a certain kind of nerd yeah. where it's like, I'll nerd out, but I will not jump off a certain cliff. Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, I'm not. Although I started doing this thing now where I do stand-up comedy um, where I do it in costume. 
and I do characters, and I, yeah. it's called cosplay comedy. So I'll come up and I'll do like Batman at a horrible open mic, like. Hey, my name's Batman. Uh, it's my first time. I'm really nervous. Uh, butlers. Uh, I forgot the punchline. Uh, then I just butlers. start doing. I just start doing push-ups. Yeah. I do like Jack in the Box. I hate clowns. And then I have cards, and they have the bat symbol on the back of the cards. That's great. And then I dress as Batman, but Batman, like I got the shit kicked out of me, like blood dripping down. My yeah. my costume is all ripped up. I look like Indiana Jones in that second Indiana Jones movie with like stuff all bloody and I get up and I'm like I just got off work and I just do this <laughs> yeah. whole thing so um, so there's those are but clips that's, that that's I'll, what, I'll, that's I'll walk that's up. what I definitely but is, you, so you your experience you like went in the room and they're like you're ro- they're rolling the dice uh, and you're like what no, the, no 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 this is yeah. too much work I was like I can't play this I was like Let's it's not outside. fun do you guys have bikes I was like <laughs> yeah. so uh, no but that, that's what's cool about the alternative scene is they allow that kind of playing and you don't get that necessarily at like I'm not going to use Omaha only because I'm going there soon. But, like, the Omaha Funny Bone, you're not going up in a Batman costume. Right, like it, right, right. Like, you will lose the crowd quickly. Because <laughs> they, they – like, some dudes just came straight, straight out the farm, farm report. And they're right, like, right. What like, if my goal is to lose the crowd? What if that is the uh, – <laughs> your goal. It's never your goal. It's because it's it, – it, like it's like Harmony Crin tried to do that movie where he got beat up because right. he thought, and he just, and he was like, I've highly underestimated how quick a fight is when you don't know how to fight. <laughs> right, right. Like, yeah, it's usually one, yeah. two punches, a couple. You're tired, really, like yeah. really tired, not from the punching. I think, well, actually, from the punching, but also the the adrenaline. Like oh, yeah. it's like adrenaline. I've only been in a few fights in my whole life. They all yeah. ended with me bloody, and uh, like, and then fight. going like, oh, this was so dumb. There's either there's, and anyone... then you end up being friends after. With the person, you're always like, "Oh, not me." Oh, oh not. Well, it depends never, on what the fight was over. Oh, I've, I've but, been beat up a couple times, and I've never been yeah. friendly with them afterwards. And and, and, and I've won fights, but the, I got to be honest with you, I'd rather get beat up than win a fight, right. only because I'd rather not get in a fight. Because the other yeah. thing they don't tell you, your hand really hurts when you punch bone. Yeah. Like, and doesn't it hurt? Like, you're like, ow, my hand. Sadly, I haven't had that uh, experience a bunch. But, <laughs> you were probably, but, you know what? You were drinking machine vodka. <laughs> I was, I was definitely, like, the fights we got in were, like, just, like, in high school, you get in fights, and it was just huge scraps, and the fact that you were in it was part of the fact that you, you like, that you were a man. It's like, right, like, right. And so I've hit a few people a few times, but most, mostly I've. The one fight I did win, the depression I had the day after was so great that I was like, I did that to somebody. Like that and guy did didn't. You feel, and you felt bad about I it. I felt bad about it, and I was like, Did you ever talk to that person nope, and try? I still haven't spoken to that person. You should have another podcast. No, I've, I've I've beaten up. Uh, beaten up's a fucking horrible word. I've I have not lost two fights, and both fights. I was like, I, I was an a, I was an asshole. I mean, obviously, so you deserved like, that you were being a dick, or you said well, I get no, or, or it was or like you just say in someone's face, or like, they, it, it, they got in my face, and then I got right, right. and then I got well, back was... in their face, and then I saw the weakness of like, oh, and I'm sure that's how a fight. I'm sure that's how everyone wins a fight, but I saw the fact that this that as I got back in the face, maybe nothing would happen. I was like, if I punch him, I might win, which is how all fights. The first right, two right. punches, someone usually wins, right, right. And both times, the depression I felt the next day was so great that I was like, I will never do that again. And then the fights I lost, there was a depression that sunk in too because you're like, oh my god. But in both in the fights that I lost, I never deserved oh. to be in the fight in the first place. Oh my god, I was in a, a near fight recently that I regret not getting in the fight. It was right out – it was on Hollywood Boulevard on Saturday night during Halloween. 
And it's crazy, of course, everybody. This guy was getting in my girlfriend's face. Yeah. It was weird. And I just said, hey, man, it's my girlfriend, whatever. And like, and you just, I was like, hey, lay off, lay off. He was like getting in my face. And then, like, I knew the one thing you know about fighting, this is the one thing I know is always look in that person's eyes. I'm not yeah. taking, like, I, the, the hands will be, like, in my eye, but I'm looking at the person's eyes because I can tell by the eyes when he's going to throw a punch. Yeah. You can tell by the eye, right? Am I wrong? Like I don't know. I've, that, I've, I've, I've been punched too so many so times <laughs> to be like. <laughs> so, so the one thing I knew was, okay, if I'm going to avoid getting punched, which avoid, if I'm going to throw the first punch or avoid getting punched, which you're right. The first, yeah. Like, I need to be locked in that person's eye line. You need to be so focused I'm, and ready to fight distinctly. Right. So I put up my hands because I thought, oh, my God, this is going to a fight, so I've got to do this. Put up my hands. And I'm locked in his eyes, and I'm looking at his eyes, and I know when he's going to punch. And he threw a punch, threw a punch at me. I knew it was coming. I went like, he missed me. He swung and missed me and punched my girlfriend in the face. Shut and, up. And because I was so locked on him, I didn't see that she got – she was like right here. We're oh like this. God. He swings, misses me, punches her. She's <laughs> over here. This I, is like a comedy I'm routine. I'm completely unaware that she has been punched. I'm completely unaware. And then all the, the security from like the comedy club comes out and they're pulling us apart. And, I, and the whole time, as we're even being pulled apart, I'm like this. I'm like this yeah. with his eyes. I'm locked in the eyes. I'm locked in the eyes because I'm like, <laughs> you try and throw a punch again. You said, and it's like they knew it was my turn to throw the punch. People are holding us back. There was like it was the guys at the valet and the security. They're they're holding us apart, and they they eventually like they 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 struggle this guy to the ground. Like, look, you're going to be arrested by the cops or leave now. And and so I'm sitting here like this, unbeknownst to me, she's on the ground like, oh my god, and her jaw. That, her jaw was and you've all seen out her of whack. And, and, and like, I'm like, holy shit. I felt so horrible because it. I failed her. I failed her. I failed her. And the, like, okay, yes, I didn't get punched. I, I, I got this guy who was being an <laughs> asshole away from her. But but she got punched in the face. It You're was like, did you see that? She's like, what? Yeah. I ducked and the punch. She, how cool is that? And she's yeah. like, I didn't see it. Oh, how the fuck did you miss that? I, know, I couldn't believe it. Like, I'm telling you, like, you know, from my point of view, it's like, hey, I went. And then, it's, and then I, when I realized I failed, I felt horrible like the next day like how do you apologize for that and she even felt bad about how bad i felt yeah so it was like oh my god i mean she was and she'd be i'm like how was your jaw and it was like the next week that uh, is, it's all it's okay it's okay that is so fucking oh yeah, no, my I, god i ducked i've ducked uh i've ducked two punches in my life i was, was proud of myself that like i had that like that i don't know it's just the, the the what do they call that you know the instinct the the cat-like reflex cat-like reflex yeah the reflexes to just like like I and it was just from keeping locked eyes. I saw yeah. it coming. It was great. I've, I dug proud punch. of myself. Ralph Dupree threw a punch at me in high school, at, on the basketball courts, and I and I ducked it. And it was the baddest. It was a it was a fucking. It's like out of thing. a movie. It's out of a movie. When yeah, you yeah. duck a punch, there's no cooler feeling than uh. poof, and you're like, miss me. And <laughs> he fucking swung for the fences. He would have knocked me out, and I fucking oh ducked it. And I was like, that's up. That's what's up, bitch. And then the next the next time, and then and then I had some balls on me. I got to fight with this black dude. I talked about it on stage in my our yeah. special. This black dude named Donovan, and I was in high school, and it was and he was a good fighter. He literally he beat he did beat me up technically. Right. But but uh. But there were a bunch of other black dudes around, and I was afraid to fight because I was like, what if I fucking – what if I do knock him out? Do I think that 19 other black guys are going to be like, congratulations, right. you win. <laughs> right. So you bested him. <laughs> so, um, so, but he threw the first punch he threw. I ducked, and uh, and I ducked too hard and hit my nose on my knee and broke my nose. <laughs> yeah. I was like, smack. And I was like, motherfucker. And he missed and was like, I'm winning? I haven't even hit you, and I'm winning? So, yeah. But, but then you had the bloody nose, which is the worst. The craziest is – 
I've always wondered I've always wanted to get I've always wanted to get into like like if you ran into that dude again would you recognize him uh, probably not because it was Halloween and he was, we were all in costume. Like everyone was in costume and it was like, you know, just, it's, yeah. it's that drunken Hollywood. You got to, you got to, you got to fly under the radar. That's the other thing that I do. Like that's the, I don't think I'd recognize him actually. The, no. In the, in the, in like the, especially doing the road. Cause when you do the road, you are putting a point of view out for a bunch of strangers and then you're drinking with those strangers and you're going out to bars and you might have pissed someone off and if you go to a bar that maybe someone saw your act and they all didn't of these like, things excite me and sound fun it's well you gotta like some guys and i definitely was a lot louder when i was younger but like they go out and they're like fuck it and they comics and they're on the road and then they get in fights at the bars i mean there's a very fam- famous story about mike young getting uh not and mike young's a good friend of mine getting knocked out like they broke his his cheekbone and at a at a bar, just sucker punched him because they're like, that's the fucking guy. Ugh, and it was like he was I, hitting on a girl. Is the worst. Hitting thing. on a girl, and it was Ugh. in West Palm. It was a nightmare. But so he was hitting on a girl that had a boyfriend. Had a boyfriend, and the, she had seen the show, and the you boyfriend. Got an instinct for that stuff. It's kind and of an so instinct. you got to fly under the radar and be like, and be like, you go to a club, and it's like you can't get too fucked up because you gotta, you gotta like. You got to be aware around aware. And you of your might be walking home with like a chunk of change in your pocket too. Yeah, like, and you don't. And I don't want like I have no interest in. I have no interest in getting in a fight whatsoever. I will cower to a man simply on the fact that I go, yeah, but neither of us are going to jail tonight, and neither of us are going to the hospital, and you don't you don't accidentally hit me and my head hits a curb and I get goes and I get and I die and you go to prison for the rest of your life. You're yeah. not thinking about that, but I definitely am. I yeah, definitely yeah. am. You reach a certain age and you're like, yeah, fighting is pretty dumb. I'm fucking forty years old. I got two kids. I got a mortgage. I got all I want to do is come home after this weekend and see my kids on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then go back on the road. That's right. it. That's fucking it. So like, and it takes a lot to get me to the point where I'd ever fight a dude. I'd probably fight a friend before I'd fight, you know, like, but I don't, yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah. But when it, to me in defense of someone else too, is sort of, if, like, if it will, that, that 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 if, if, if someone hit my wife, someone else, if someone hit my wife on accident, Oh, I, yeah. and, and I and I had seen it. Obviously, I would lose my fucking mind. Now, on yeah, the other yeah. hand, if my wife had gotten hit for starting some shit with someone, I'd be like, "Honey, that's what you get." I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. My well, wife, she was, my she wife, was completely innocent. She wasn't starting anything. No, no, no. Anything. My wife's talking shit to strangers before, and I'm like, "Listen, you, unless you've been taking jujitsu classes, <laughs> yeah. we need to have a conversation because I'm not fighting this guy." I feel like women are way more into winding people up. Because I feel like they're not as likely to fight. It sounds like a sexist oh, thing to not say, even, but not like, likely they will not fight. Right, right, right. Like a woman. Here's another thing: a woman will will slap a dude yeah. that slap, she doesn't right. know, slap him, or swing on a guy that she doesn't know because she gets so worked up. Right. And whereas, whereas at that same level, sometimes a guy may, a guy may, a guy may. Maybe it's not sex. Maybe it's just the type of person. But I've seen women hit men that are bigger than them and i go i would never hit a man bigger than me i would never get so upset but an, a, a man bigger than me would never take that shit right he just right, right drive me into the ground right whereas right, a woman right. can't get hit so like they'll just fucking swing on it you know swing on a dude that i, I just go I, i'm like I, are you out of your fucking mind yeah. like it, you know god forbid this guy decides to fucking yeah, light but you then, up but then if he does something then you hit a girl you have that, right. like, you hit like, a girl. When, when, you when, when Snooki. You can never do that. When Snooki. Uh, Snooki. Oh, Snooki. Why am I Snooki. When Snooki got Snooki. hit. When she got hit, she got fucking jawed. <laughs> Did you ever see that? Was that? Yeah, yeah. That was the first season of. She, that yeah. bitch took a punch. Yeah, yeah. She is, like, old school fucking from the island Italian. Yeah. She got hit. 
She's not even Italian. I think she's Argentinian. She got hit like I haven't been hit that hard ever. She got <laughs> fucking jawed. And she came up and like – I mean she cried and everything, but yeah. she can take a punch. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I was <laughs> never more impressed with a fucking human being. I was like I've never been punched that hard in my life. That guy took a cut at her for yeah. nothing. She was just talking shit. Yeah. He took a swing at her. I yeah. was like, that was such a mind. That guy and deserves. And the best thing was seeing it 900 times after in yeah. slow motion, in black and white. Yeah. They pushed in. They zoomed. They did it fast. They had the. It was like, like the despicable it, they part. They milked it. The despicable part of this business is that there was one producer that saw that and didn't go, oh, my God, that is horrible. <laughs> There's one producer definitely that was like, fuck, yes, you just bought me a beach house. You just got me a boat. I'm going to be rich, motherfucker. Because he saw that and he was like, yeah. Like, like I went, like that, that to me blew my mind. And that guy that hit Sno- Snooki deserves all the fucking negative shit that's coming through his life right now. Right. He lost his job. No one. I mean, he he hit a woman on TV. Right, what the right. fuck kind of world do you yeah. live in that you can take a swing at a woman on TV? Like, yeah. who yeah. the fuck? <laughs> you wonder sometimes, was he a plant? Did the production company go, listen, man, we're going to give you a million dollars. This is going to be a big series if you knock this bitch that, out. First of all, that would be brilliant. That would be brilliant. It would be a very Truman Show, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, like, and also, you know, like, like having been involved in some stuff that's sort of borderline reality TV, that stuff is all manipulated. I mean, oh, it's everything. all like story everything. produced. If like, you're doing like reality produced. television, like there's difference between like hosted reality, like what I do on travel, and straight up reality television. Right. You know, and when you watch reality, it's all fucking manipulated. It's manipulated it's, or, or unscripted TV. Whatever. We did. I did. A, I'm making sure I have a. I have a Skype with uh, Good Morning America. At oh, you do. Twelve fifteen. Wow. So, uh, so I'm, I I. Uh, I did a show with Bunna Murray where we started started a fraternity mm-hmm. and then bought it, got a house in the hills and started a fraternity for middle-aged men and we th- threw a party. And as much as they tried to manipulate it, man, they could not control this shit because they got fucking 12 middle-aged dudes all going through midlife crises, me, Brett Ernst, Theo Vaughn, and they put a bunch of whiskey, a bunch of booze, and then like and then ordered porn stars for us. And like, How bad was, did it get? It got to the place like they I mean, didn't need to is what you're saying. Oh, they they didn't need to manipulate a fucking thing. <laughs> this joke was so unairable. I mean, at one point, did it ever? So you did the pilot for it, but never aired. Never aired, and the, oh, and I didn't even see. I didn't even see the pilot to be honest really? with you. Yeah, but it was so, it was so fucking out of control that there's one point where I have a girl whose nipples are taped up, pouring whiskey into my mouth. And I'm upside down, and they're having a pillow fight, and all the pillows have exploded, and everyone's jumping off the top of the house into this pool that's four stories down, right? Porn stars are naked in the pool in chaos, and I think I'm in a bunny costume, and I'm like, I like. This is com- no one can watch this. <laughs> like, I mean, one dude at one point's crying because he's like, "I'm fucking engaged to somebody. Like, I'm supposed to be getting married. Like, I think I cheated on my wife." And I'm like, and they're like, "Bert, go talk to him." And I'm like, "I don't know what to say to the fucking guy. Like, I think he did cheat on her, man. I think it's bad. I mean, it's so fucking out of control." Oh my god! Oh, we the oh the shit that happened on that show was so. Some guy just come back from Iraq. And he was going through um, post-traumatic stress real bad. And he hit a goat with a champagne bottle and 
fucking would wake up in the middle of the night and fucking secure the perimeter. He'd go through flashbacks. It was fucking insane. Oh, my God. It was the God. craziest thing I've ever been a part of. It was like literally two days, and it was two days of absolute chaos. We stole a goat. Like, I fucking... As much of manipulation as they tried to do, there was it was the wheels came off the second. Oh man! Yeah, I mean, I did a lot <laughs> did of you those. get paid though? That's all that matters. I own, yeah, not a lot, but I but I did it because I was obsessed with the real world road rules, and oh, I wow. wanted to talk gossip with Bunna Murray and talk about those shows. And, oh wow! And so that's why I did it because I was obsessed with those fucking shows. Wow! So yeah, but um, but yeah, man, you got to get on the road. Getting on the road. I, I, I'll take I, you on the road. I, yeah. I'll take you on the road. Let's go. I'll take you on the road. Sure. Do, do like uh, 20 minutes and – Where? I, um, and can I drive calendar. to it? Because I love to drive on the road. Uh, I will tell you. Scheduling a bunch of interviews. Oh, shit. My buddies. I don't know when this will air. Let me take a look at my calendar. Um, so in April, I am in – here we go. Edmonton. You can't drive to that. No. Minneapolis, Omaha, Kentucky. Oh, I think Kentucky got canceled because that club closed. Then I have Austin on the 24th. You might enjoy Austin. I love Austin. Um, I have fans there. Des Moines, Philadelphia, Buffalo. Uh, can I get your calendar on your website? I'll just yeah, check yeah, it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Check out my know, calendar. Like, and if there's a date you want to do, let me yeah. know. I, you know what I just booked? Yeah. What you'd like is Tempe. Oh, God, yeah. You can, yeah. I love Arizona. I and would I'll, love to I'll, do that. And I'll uh, – I've got a, I got a little fan base there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've done my podcast there. They do the stand up live, and then maybe we'll do like a fucking Sunday afternoon live podcast Tempe. or something. Let's yeah. do it. Um, yeah, um, we'll do that. Tempe event, and 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 you get to see the roads fun. You'll you used to sell merch. You fuck around with the crowd. You have a good time. No, it's fun. You go out and party. I got a little taste of that at SF Sketchfest because I did Cobbs, and then after that, I got invited to do all these other shows that weren't part of SF Sketchfest, just other shows like San Jose and all this. And then as I was leaving, they're like, "Well, we want you to come back," and I'm like, "Well, I, like I don't know how to do all this stuff, so I definitely need it's to it's it's a part of the business where you just you just need whatever agency you, you work with an agency. See, like, like I'm at UTA right now, but I've been with CAA and Paradigm and ICM, and all I've been with practically all of them. But you get a booker, like they have a personal appearance guy who does your your all your personal appearances mm-hmm. and gets you into the club. The clubs are run by ultimately the clubs are run by like three people, like right. all, like ninety percent of the clubs are run by three people. Then you have a bunch of B room. Like I meant to talk to you about this earlier. You have a bunch of like there's A and B rooms, which mostly everything these days are pretty much A rooms. And then you have like what could be considered B rooms, but are really fun rooms to do. Like Last Unlimited in Sacramento is in Sacramento is a, a B room. You're, the difference between an A room and a B room, an A room is probably in a bigger uh, area, so you're getting better press and you're getting better um, you're getting better uh, clientele, like a mm-hmm. smarter clientele. Some of the B rooms you can go to, and I'll, I'll say this very candidly about Last Unlimited because I used to work there a lot, and I like everyone there. I had a good time there, but they are getting more of the trailer park. Like, you, you know, like, so you need to be, lo- like, almost like You got to, like, lowbrow? You got, you, you, not lowbrow, because I don't think I ever lowbrowed it, but you definitely notice that a lot of the comics they bring in are, like, are, like, magicians or, 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 uh, right. like, that's a really horrible thing to say about a club I absolutely loved. I love Especially if you have friends that are magicians. That's, yeah, well, magicians they, are not going to appreciate this they, episode of your podcast. They brought in, you'll bring in, like, hypnotists and guys who do more, like, prop acts, because... In a, in a room like that, they cater to a different clientele. But, like, you go to, like I, – I can't think of any B rooms that are – that um, but, like, you know, there's a lot of clubs that, that you can get into. Like, Rooster P- Tea Feathers is a great club. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 
uh, Last Unlimited is a fun club. You could do Last Unlimited, You'd, and you could book yourself. You just call them up and go, "Hey, I'd like to do an off night," and they'd let you go up there. And you and 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 the thing, you the thing that you have, the thing that the alternative life. community has has kind of um, kind of embraced is their fans come see them. Like right. their fans, they drive to see them. Like Jonah Ray, I, once again, I don't know the guy, but if Jonah Ray did, you know, stand up live, headlined it by himself for the weekend, he could probably get a higher rate than the average dude at his level because mm-hmm. he, his nerdist fans will come see him. They right. will drive out. If they don't live in that area, they will drive in droves to go see them. And that's the coolest thing about that. And I think it's starting to come over. And I think when I started, it was a lot of comics who we just didn't we just went on the road and we go into the club and we had to try to win over the people that were at the club and make them our fans as opposed to having your fans find you for whatever art you put out there and then them coming to see you perform and that's ultimately how the business is run now is now through these podcasts our fans find a kind of uh, gravitate towards our shows and it's the most beautiful thing about this this business and television, you know, it's like last comic standing changed the, the business paradigm. Cause I love like, that show. They would love the, that show. They'd put people on and then all of a sudden that guy would be famous. And yeah, Todd glass, I mean, I never would have known about Todd glass without that show. Oh, and Todd now I followed him since then. Todd glass is so goddamn funny. I've got, I love, this is uh, the third time I've talked about Todd glass, in my podcast. <laughs> he is so fucking funny. And he just, I'm so glad he came out of the closet. He's yeah. the reason I stopped saying the word like gay as in like, Oh, that's so gay. Right. And I definitely don't say the F word, even like in passing. Right. Whereas I grew up, I was, Mom, I, that's how I. Yeah, that's that's high. That high. That term dominates high school quite a bit. Dominated grade school and yeah, high school yeah. and college and yeah. post college. That's that was a term of endearment with me and my friends. Yeah, like that's how we greeted each other, you know. And now I don't even say because I think, well, if there's one high school kid listening and who's having questions about his sexuality and it breaks any fucking positive day he's ever having, what the fuck does it matter yeah, to me yeah. to take a word out of my vocabulary? Right, right. There's a lot of words I don't use already. Yeah, no, I had a friend like that, like, I was like Big Todd, words. too, that was in the closet forever. <laughs> yeah. And the worst thing was he would use the F word, like, all the time. And we'd be like, dude, you gotta, like, calm down. And he was also the guy that, like, if we went to a bar, we're like, Hope he doesn't get in a fight. Hope really? he doesn't beat anybody up. He was just this angry, like very anti-gay, and be like, "Dude, you have to like stop." Yeah. Like it, all, it would all come out when he would get drunk. Come later, I'm like at the Sundance Film Festival, and I'm like, "Oh, Malcolm, my friend Malcolm Ingram has a movie here. It's called Small Town Gay Bar." What? And Malcolm is like, imagine he's like, looks like you, but add like 200 pounds. He's like a big yeah. burly dude. You know, bearded, like, like, and, and so he comes on. It's like, dude, I'm gay. I like cock. What can I say? I like the <laughs> cock, but I'm not. But he's not into, like, effeminate gays as a he's partner. He's bears. He's like, he's a bear. In fact, he made another movie after that called Bear Nation. What's funny is, like, I introduced Malcolm, like, he was Kevin Smith's bodyguard. So he worked for me on Film Threat magazine, and then from Film Threat, I sent him on assignment to do a story on Kevin Smith's mall rats. They became friends. He was his bodyguard for years, and then Malcolm came out as being gay but he was the most he was like one of those guys where you'd be afraid to be like around him in public because he was great to hang out like privately but like in public and he would start shit with people really start fights yeah i've seen i've seen and everyone would lose with him because he was such a big scary dude yeah and he's fighting he's not fighting just you he's fighting all the demons that have been right making him question who he is for his whole life exactly but seeing him at the premiere of his movie at sundance it was like the weight of the world had melted off his shoulders yeah melted off so i love i I mean i think that's great you know so yeah yeah i mean i I think you know i i didn't get to pick what i was yeah i just admit that you like pussy yeah what can you say we're both into pussy
<laughs> I slam pussy. So oh, God love so, pussy. But uh yeah, like I, I, I just, like female ass <laughs> on occasion. Todd <laughs> glasses definitely put a different perspective on the way right. I look at the way I look at words and you know but he's fucking hilarious. But I never like it was weird. I guess growing up a nerd, I never look at anyone like, oh, that's my favorite gay comic. That's my favorite female comic. Well, that's Glass, my favorite yeah, black comic. Definitely not I don't a, care. Yeah. I never cared. I think that was literally growing up with Star Trek. Like, my dad and I would watch Star Trek. He loved the, the original series, Star Trek, when they were in reruns, you know, Captain Kirk, Shatner, all that. Yeah. We would watch it, and, like, to me, it was just, like, the logical nature of that. So I've never – and I actually almost find it offensive when I've, like, been to film festival things where it's like, and now we have the women's shorts program. How about just good short films? Who yeah. cares if they're made by women? Who cares if they're made by the black guess, film, the black film we- showcase? I find that to be offensive because you're marginal a group. How about just people who make good films or people who are funny? I don't give a. I don't care what I think, race I think, all that. It doesn't matter to me. I think, and I, 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 I may be wrong about this, but I I'm think the anti, reason I'm that whole the race stuff just bugs me. Yeah, I it's was a, obsessed with. I was obsessed with deconstructing race and racism. But I still so, think you should be able to talk about it. The you whole should, other, you should. There's too much censorship about that stuff. But I think the reason they but started like, doing Best Women Short and Best Latino, like I noticed that they'd do that at Aspen. They'd be like the Latino right. night. And you'd right. be like, I think the reason they were doing that was because the people casting were predominantly white. The people in charge were predominantly white. And oh, so they'd right. just be gravitated to whatever white people they liked. And so it would be an all-white film festival. So if they didn't do something that would that kind of – uh, made them focus on what they were not already seeing. I think I don't know, but I agree with you. I I often wonder why there's male and female pool tournaments. Like just it's pool. It, yeah, it's, it's not it's not the NFL. Yeah, it's like fucking, the NFL. Okay, all right. There's a there is a female football league. Yeah, and I understand Isn't there the bowling? FFL. I, yeah, but yeah. but pool. Come on, it's yeah, like yeah. You know, like, they let everyone compete poker together, male and female, although you don't see a ton of females in there. But I'm sure that's just, you know, whatever. But, um, yeah, so but even that, just, like, do, I don't like that kind do of... Do you still do anything with with film stuff? Um, Yeah, just in terms of, like, producing content. Like, I'm doing two animated shows, yeah. that, you know, at the moment. Like, so it's like, I, you know, so I make stuff. Yeah. Um, Like, as a writer and a producer, and I guess director. I have to say director. Um, but it's, 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 yeah, I mean, it's sort of like bouncing that and then like doing the, the comic comedy. I just feel like it's the instant gratification. It's like, oh, that works. That doesn't work. It's the, you know, the learning by failing constantly. Writer, producer, you, director, performer. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's in, all you, it's you in a microphone. So I love that. I've all, I've just always been comfortable just in front of other people talking. I, just, yeah. I don't know. And I will tell the most personal, weird, effed up stories. I do have a story about peeing blood at once, about breaking my cock in Vegas. Did you break your cock in Vegas? I, I, oh God, I've told this story before. It's, it's just, I was with a girl and, um, this was the second time actually. The first time, you know, I was peeing blood. I thought, oh my God, I have dick cancer. I have dick cancer. I looked it up. (laughs) Never look up anything on WebMD. WebMD is the worst. And consult your doctor, but you might have cancer. (laughs) So I was peeing brown for like a week and then my doctor says, did you have rough sex? recently and i think back uh yeah i think i did i i did have the rough sex yes yeah that's what happened because apparently and this is what i learned from the doctors this area the genital region is yeah. extremely resilient and more than any other part of your body you get a scratch on your dick it's going to heal 
like that. Really? Yeah, it's unbelievable. So then, why do my herpes take so long? I have no idea. That's crazy. <laughs> so I'm. So I'm I don't uh, have herpes, everybody. <laughs> Not that it matters if I did. I kind of wish I did now. It'd be like a little bit more of a commitment with me and my wife. <laughs> right, right. But I. Uh, but like I was with uh, my girlfriend at the time in Vegas, and we were we were just having some rough sex. And I'm doing that thing, and I know you've done it, where you pull all the way out and all the way uh, back in. Yeah. It's the jackhammer. It's let's go jackhammer and. I kind of missed. I kind of missed. It was just, it was in the heat of the moment. It was like a burn. I was like, ah! And then I'll just, I'm a trooper. I keep going. I call so, it the conquistador. You call it the conquistador? Yeah, because the Spanish kept coming in and out of places. <laughs> That's, I love that. <laughs> so, so, I, so I was sitting there, and we're done, and we're looking at the bed, and I'm like, there's a blood spot. I'm like, hey, must be, uh, you know, but like, yeah. who cares? We're at a hotel. It doesn't matter. She looks at me, because I'm blaming her for the yeah. blood. She looks at me, and she says, just, just basically look down. I looked down. It looked like a scene from Dexter in my groin region. I mean, oh. it was bad. And it was just, it was piss and blood, yeah. But oh. I knew from my first experience not that, not to be concerned. Like, okay, yeah. I, I, was, I was back in it the next day. Oh, God, back yes. in it the next day. You're a gangster. Yeah. I yeah. fucking, I, if that <laughs> so you've never, again, bro- like, you've never bent I've your never, cock at full erection. I don't have it that much. I don't basically have you break that much. a blood vessel. What happens is you break a blood vessel and the blood vessel just heals. Really? No, yeah. I've never. I've heard stories of dudes breaking their dick in half and yes. like big contusions. I heard it on Ron and Fez one time. Yeah, yeah. Mine was not that bad. It was yeah. just a blood vessel. No, it was pit, not like a contusion. The worst that's I've ever gotten was like a pimple on my balls. Yeah, that's embarrassing. Yeah, that's well, it's uns- kind of fun. Un- unsightly They're and embarrassing. Best place to get a pimple. <laughs> quite, no question. That's, no one sees it. It's super easy to get to. Super easy to pop because your balls, <laughs> like your balls, are like it's like the perfect. You don't have to pimple. look in the mirror. Yeah, you don't have to like kind of force your fingers at a weird <laughs> angle. It's just you squeeze and squirt. You're like, yeah. <laughs> my dog gets pimples on his lips. The other day, my wife goes, um, "I think that's a pimple," and goes to squeeze it. Squirt. Into her eye. Into her eye? Oh, I was like, uh-huh. safety glasses. I was like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> my don't think God. that far ahead. Ah. I'm sure you don't think that far ahead. <laughs> oh, 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 my eyes hurt. I should probably see how long we've been going. Oh, we've been like an I, hour and a half. It's great. I do have a Skype in 15 minutes. Um, Jesus Christ. An hour and 45 minutes. This well, is fucking awesome. Well, how do we, how do we end this, Bert? Let's end it with... Uh, with we have uh, to continue this conversation because I feel like there's like 15 other things that dude, we didn't get to talk about. Are you into... Like what I like to do sometimes is invite a few people over. Let's, are you uh, into... p- put me in that group. Okay, cool. Uh, yes, because I'm... It's, it's and thank you for, for having me. me on your show. No, don't mention it. This like is awesome. To, like You're on my show here. now. Let's let's do Pod crash. That's I heard of that. Because what what will happen is I'm going to take the highlights of this, just the little nuggets, put yeah. it on my show. I'm going to talk all about you, and it's like a commercial for your show on my show. Fucking love that. Pod I didn't crash. Know you, I I knew that you took no, 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 people's, no, you did people's appearance, and then you'd air it on your podcast. Right, and I was right. Like because when I was first started thinking about doing a podcast, I was like, I was like. The, I, you, I heard that, and I was like, I wish I had thought of that. Oh, then well, the other you. thing I heard was, which is, by the way, fucking, this was my original idea. I was going to have people interview me because I <laughs> talk so fucking much that I, a lot of times, if you're not, uh, that's uh, me too. Yeah, if you're not a I talker, talk too much. It's, but if you're not a talker, I will overwhelm the conversation. Like, but I feel like we're both talkers. We're so both it's talkers. Fifty-fifty, but like, yeah, th- th- me too. And also, let's like, do, I, let's do, let's. I'll tell you what. I don't know him. One night, why don't we have you bring in. Two two more guests, two friends of yours. Bring oh, in Jonah Ray. Bring in Jonah Ray. I want to meet Jonah Ray, Ray. and we'll okay. come in here. I'll get the beers. We'll all get hammered. We'll have a good time. We'll do a podcast. A and man we'll cave a special. Man cave special. 
Oh so you you just I'll just you just tell me when you want to do it. All right, and then we'll come in here on like a on like a like a probably early evening. Have a few. Co- Should I bring I'll a porn it. star? Should I bring a porn star? Uh, no, except my daughters. <laughs> what if it's late night and they're already? Listen, I'm a malleable man. I've changed. Part of my personality's changed. I like distinctly still watch porn, but I just <laughs> the idea that my daughters would run into a porn star freaks me the fuck out. And I'm let, let me tell you something. The, the, the one sitting home runs on Vine, porn stars. Really? Yeah, if they could I just find, get, I have to find, I just signed up to Vine, but I haven't made a movie you yet. Could, okay, you got to get Will Sasso. He's fucking amazing. Oh, he's good? He's a, a, he runs Vine. Him and Steve A.G. Uh-huh. A.G.? Steve A.G. Yeah, Steve I love AG. Steve A.G. Steve A.G. is fucking great. I and love then Steve porn AG. stars. If porn stars could just follow and will and Steve's footsteps and have some sort of content, like some sort of, like, footage other than just them naked i like them naked but incorporate a message they need a director to direct their vines because it's sometimes right. it's just like you're like enough of your fucking dog like get the dogs out it's yeah. either you naked or yeah. nothing yeah but balls out yeah so and then and then hopefully we'll do if you're it's still into it we'll do uh let's we'll do, the, do let's we'll do arizona do, we'll do arizona that'll be fun Bert, thanks for Chris, having me on the show you plug uh, my, just my Twitter at that Chris Gore and listen to my podcast Pod Crash with that Chris Gore. You can find it on iTunes and Stitcher. Awesome, Chris. Thank you so much. Thank you. This episode was brought to you by the Machine.